What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR Podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. Help us get to 200 as fast as we can because we're getting closer. Yep, one, we're at 176 at the moment, I believe, at the time of this recording. And as always, make sure you guys follow our Instagram, our TikTok, Twitter, or X, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, YouTube Shorts, we almost almost post daily. So make sure you guys check out clips from the podcast, challenges. Comment down below what challenges you guys would love us to see. Any trends you would love uh, you would love us for to do. And uh, yeah, and audio listeners, shout out. Brussels, Brussels. Let's see if we get any more cities out of uh, or countries out that's not European even anywhere around the world except for the U.S. You know, download the podcast. If you guys enjoy it, make sure you guys give us a five-star rating. It'll also support us, you know, to get our dreams going here, to become sportscasters. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into our sports topics, uh, we just want to let you know this is kind of like part one of the podcast. Uh, so on Monday, when this is out, we'll be discussing our normal stuff. But Tuesday, we will be dropping our MLB playoff preview, season recap, all that stuff. Before the first pitch, so around 10 a.m. PST Tuesday, between 10 a.m. and 12. Um, just because we didn't want to, you know, make this one long, I have a feeling this one would go closer to like two and a half hours with stuff we might have to share. Yeah, right? just breaking it up, see what happens. So this one, more NFL, NBA. If you're here for the MLB, still watch it. You'll, I'm sure you'll love us talking NFL, NBA. Yeah. But uh, uh, MLB related stuff, strictly MLB related stuff, will be on Tuesday's podcast episode. Um, you guys will probably tell you we're wearing the same clothes anyways, so it will be recorded on the same day. But yeah, so that's a bonus podcast episode for you guys. Yeah, so should we start? Let's uh, get into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, before we get into the uh, topics, though, uh, we have to give our condolences. Some sad, sad news has happened. Not one, but two uh, deaths that had pa- like two people passed away in the sports world. One. We mentioned his name in the last podcast episode. Essentially, it was all but confirmed at that time. Um, Chris Snow, Flames, Calgary Flames of the NHL, assistant general manager Chris Snow dies after battle with ALS. Um, he was 42 years old. He got the job starting in 2011. So do the math there. It's like he was in his 30s. Yeah. Or early 30s at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, and uh, his wife, Kelsey... Uh, uh, shared this statement today we hugged Chris for the last time and said goodbye as he went to give four people the gift of life by donating his kidneys liver and lungs Snow's wife Kelsey wrote on social media we are deeply broken and deeply proud in life and death Chris never stopped giving we walk forward and with his lighting with his light guiding us Um, he was diagnosed in 2019 his father, two uncles, and cousin also died of the disease, according to the Canadian press. Um, yeah, so it's like we mentioned last time, sad, very sad news. We didn't know him much because, A, we were not Calgary Flames fans, so we didn't know what was he like. But even then, we, we weren't really in tune of news until I recently being on Twitter a lot more, seeing Elliot Friedman, uh, Jeff Merrick, Randeep Janda, all these guys retweeting and like sharing their um, posts. Frank Cervelli, even today, Jeff Passan, and yeah. he's, he's in a completely different sport and American, yeah. up uh, in like covering in America, whereas this is a Canadian team. And yeah, sad, sad loss based on what 
him donating kidneys and stuff you could tell based on what he has done and based on what others people other people are saying genuine guy for sure and yeah from as jeff hasn't said a world is has lost a good one so condolences to the snow family and friends yeah uh another passing away um mlb pitcher for the boston red sox two-time world series champ tim wakefield uh, has passed away at the age of 57. Uh, he had brain cancer. Um, I'm pretty sure. And I'll, I'll double check that because I don't want to get anything wrong here. But Tim Wakefield, from I remember him. This is when I first started watching baseball. That Red Sox team that came back from the Yankees 3-0. With him on that team, Kurt Schilling, Jonathan Papelbon, Johnny Damon, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, so on and so forth. Jason Veritek. Um... And from what I remember, he was a great pitcher. And let me just confirm. Uh, brain cancer at the age of 57. Yep. So the Red Sox announced this, unfortunately, in the last day of the baseball season. And yeah, um, rest in peace to Tim Wakefield and condolences to the Tim Wakefield family. Oh, uh, the Wakefield family, friends, former teammates, etc. of the and the Red Sox organization. And yeah, so... Sad, sad times. Starting off, sad news. It's just um, lost two incredible people. And uh, obviously, Chris Noel battling for like five years. Tim Wakefield been battling his cancer. So it just sucks to see. Yeah. It just um, genuinely sucks to see. It was better to start off, just give it off the bat rather than hiding it in the middle. So Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So let's get hard, hard transition now. Let's just get right into it. Uh, NFL season, week four. Everything but Monday Night Football has been uh, done, has been completed. Before we get into it, let's get into Thursday Night Football very quickly. Um, Lions-Packers. What was supposed to be a top-level game, in our opinion, kind of became... Even though the scoreline made it, it made it closer than it was, right? Yeah, Lions dominated. They, they, they were... Uh, I think I stra- when I saw the first drive, Goff threw a pick. Then yes, ever, yeah. ever since that point, it was just like the Lions just started cooking. And uh, they had Lions defense real. They are real for sure. They they didn't they didn't never allowed. They kept on getting pressure on Jordan Love. They didn't really allow him to do much. And uh, yeah, they definitely improved that defense for sure. And they they are looking scary right now. Not even just that, their run offense, eighteen yards for Jones, eleven yards for Dylan, five only five rush attempts each, and then Jordan Love had two for negative two, but. Obviously, they were chasing the game, so they didn't really run it much, I guess, unless they threw screen passes. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying they're like coming out of the NFC or anything, but division contenders are is legit now. Yeah, uh, it's with legit, the Vikings right? struggling, Vikings are one. They got yeah, the first win. Barely one, two. Bears are dead in the water. We'll right get now. into the Bears after. Uh, Packers, obviously, they're the have they're a the surprising team that's contending with them. Yeah, right? yeah, but yeah, no, Lions look like they have. They're trying to put a lock on the division pretty early and they're doing a good job so far yeah um, you know that happened on Thursday so we don't have to go in it too much but we'll get into our actually I have a question for you later on but which we'll get in uh, related to this but let's move on uh, let's just get Indy out of the way first yeah let's start with the Colts so we'll or actually no no let's not let's go to the biggest game of the weekend oh yeah let's just go with that because like, I think that one's like everybody wants to hear that thoughts more. Bills and Dolphins Bills Dolphins Um, you know by the time this comes out you guys or no but uh, you guys will know our 
uh, power ranking on Tuesday and Wednesday. So you guys will, won't know what we have, who, where. But Bills woke up, right? And sometimes a loss, an early loss, is a wake-up call. And, and that's what exactly that's happened a, to the Bills. That's exactly true. I agree with you 100%. But I'm going to add on to that by saying that performance by Josh Allen is a wake-up call as well. 48-20, by the way, for the Bills. Yeah, three interceptions to Jordan Whitehead, a lost fumble, right? An ugly game like that. Josh Allen needed to respond, wake up, and he had done that the next three games. The, this is the reason why I had him MVP. It was today's performance, and we saw him obviously improve game by game. Um, but today was his complete performance because today he wasn't... You know how, like, when, what made Josh Allen good? Right, put him on the map was you know he got digs, and he started doing and he was able to scramble, make plays, and all that stuff, right? But he had today he had the fundamentals, right? Early on, I think he had a touchdown to Gabe Davis. You know he's taking the checkdowns now, and uh, he's not making everything like you know, uh, last play or die type of thing, right? Yeah. This is like this is the team that I had them in the Super Bowl for a reason. Um, I had Josh Allen winning MVP for a reason, and uh, against a team in their division who literally put seventy the week before. It doesn't matter if it's the Broncos. I've seen those comments. Putting on seventy against even like the worst team Any in NFL team, history yeah, yeah. is tough, and to hold them to twenty points only with that explosive offense, and um, that Cook. even that defense yeah is shown that they need Jalen Ramsey for sure now because we. Every time we talked about the Dolphins, we forgot to mention that they're still missing Jalen Ramsey. And today, maybe maybe he would not change the game too much, but it would have shown it. It showed it. Yes, Buffalo were home, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day because it was still it was hot. It was hot divisional divisional matchup. Um, Miami was rolling, right? I think Miami didn't really face anyone tough outside of the Chargers early. Chargers, Patriots division. To be fair, they should have won that. And then who was it? Broncos. Yeah, Broncos, so right? And then where's Buff- see, it was Buffalo? Had, Buffalo had uh, the Jets, and now I get it. Stuff happened. He should have won that game. Don't get me wrong. And handled business with uh, against Houston? No. Commanders. Commanders, right? And then... It wasn't really... Yeah, this this was a real test. The first real test for both teams. And the Bills dominated. Because at the end of the day, they should beat the Commanders. They should beat the Raiders. And uh, obviously... After Aaron Rodgers' injury, they should have beat the Jets. Yeah, like they handled business too. It's not like they, you know, we'll get it to the Sunday Nighter in a second. Um, they like, like they handled business for sure, right? So, um, was I surprised that it was a blowout, hundred percent? Because the way it started, it was touchdown, 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 touchdown. So it was fourteen, fourteen. Thought it was gonna be like that shootout type game that we saw from college football, Ole Miss, LSU type shit. Yeah, something like or that. Or back in the day, Rams, um, Chiefs, when golf was still around. Or the Dolphins, Chargers, first game. Yeah. So, but. You know, Bills definitely put a wake-up call, shut people up, right? Those saying that Josh Allen might have regressed, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and no, Josh Allen had a complete game, right? He had more touchdown passes than incompletions, I believe. And he's making the smart plays now, which is what he didn't do week one. And uh, that, that was his biggest question, mark, right? Like, you know, can he live for another play? Because he obviously the way he plays is like uh, do or die in every single play no play behind type of thing and uh it's worked for him for a long time but also it costed him yeah. a lot as well um shout out to more hamlin uh, replacing the injured jordan poyer making his first uh appearance since the tragic incident uh well i wouldn't say tragedy like he passed away but like that incident that occurred um back in against the bengals on monday night football and he's back 
didn't get to watch the game too much, so I don't know how much she really played. But as a result, though, they win big, but they lose probably Tredavious White. Yeah, feared to be torn Achilles. Um, carted off the field. I think pretty sure it was not. It was non-contact injury. Carted off the field, visibly um, uh, shaken up because Sean McDermott said him after after game. This guy works really hard. You know, it's just hard to see him like that because La he had an ACL a couple of years ago, and now Achilles. Most likely, what is Achilles? Obviously, will get confirmed on uh, today after the MRI. But you yeah, know, that's a big loss for them. Clear blow to the secondary. He came halfway through last year, last year. So, yeah, I mean, just hoping, I mean, just pray that it's not Achilles, but everything is looking like it's going to be Achilles. Yeah, so, obviously, a big, uh, big blow there. They might be in the cornerback mar- uh, market, whoever might be available for trade and stuff, but this that's the story of the Bills, man, especially their secondary. They always they, lose. They, they lose the lose. corners one year, they lose the safeties the other year, right? And now it's kind of trending to that. Hopefully, not the case. Vaughn Miller, however, should be back. He's practicing soon, I think next week, so he could be back. And this was a game without Von Miller. They had won. So, uh, on the flip side, the Dolphins, obviously, you're bound to have a bad game. It happened to be in the division. The game you wanted to show people that, like, hey, we're legit. legit. You guys didn't improve that. You could, uh, no excuse because Jalen Waddle was back. And I understand he may be not 100%, but you play, right? And uh, But shout out to their running back, Devon Achain. Ach- I don't know. It's Achain, I think. Achain. I don't um, know. I think that's how I'm you butchering the name probably, but based on how it's spelled as a chain, I believe, uh, eight rushes for 101 yards. So that's uh, he's been uh, on the come up for the last two weeks. Raheem Mostert obviously still there. You guys don't need Jonathan Taylor anymore. They now, don't. They don't need him. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor, let's talk about the Colts and Rams before we get into Four any, weeks. before we get into the game. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Higby contract extension. He extended officially. R- rightfully so. I mean, he's a big part of that team. Showed why today. Uh, he does, he's a tight end that does everything for them. Block, catch, you know, what, what you need from a staple tight end. I didn't know he was 30 years old. but <laughs> Yeah, he is old, but at the end of the day, he's a big piece for that team. So a three-year extension with a base value of $27 million, max value of $30.5 million, and $17 million guaranteed per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pellicero. The deal negotiated by his agent through Rock Nation Sports. Uh, yeah, so that's Higby. Got, got tight end markets coming up. Travis Kelsey, we're looking at you now. But back to the game, like you mentioned. Uh, like I said, with the Colts season, we literally just said, hey, no expectations. You just do you. Just yeah, improve. That's true. And I know you said off camera that, hey, if they had won this game in the next game. I said if they were like 6-1, and one, then I'm like, okay, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, it's kind of like disappointing. But they're not going to be 6-1. and one. Yeah, but that was like a hypothetical, like you know, after a Colts win, I'm I'm not high, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back down to earth again, but no, for me, the beginning of the game was like, okay, now we're not having fun, right? Like at least when they played Jacksonville, it was fun. The beginning of the like almost the whole first half, you know, field goal miss, which Matt Gay was coming off a special team player of the week with his four field goals over fifty yards. EJ Speed. EJ Speed off the bat pissed me off. Like that was a classic sports fan reaction. Yeah. Uh, just unnecessary. Made it up later, but we'll get into that. Yeah, oh, was it unnecessary roughness penalty on Stafford, which extended the drive, the first drive. Yeah, and, and uh, then Puka Nakua decided to do the same thing over and over. Yeah, he, um, he's like I said, bro. Our secondary is weak. Puka cooked us. 
And uh, yeah, he got a game. He got his first touchdown. I think. I think that was his first touchdown. The game winner. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I, I don't I know. Think that. So. I think I'm pretty sure that's his first the way touchdown. The way he was playing. Okay, sticking with the Rams still before we go to the Colts. This is the Rams team I kind of like had trouble predicting. Like you were e- easily like, oh, they ain't gonna the playoffs, and I, rightfully so. Your reasoning, I agreed with it, but I just felt like there was something where I won't be surprised, and they kind of showed it against the Seahawks. Now that could have been a one-game blip. They gave the Niners trouble. At the end of the day, they gave Niners trouble. Uh, lost by what ten points, I believe it was, or yeah. a touchdown or something like it that. It was close to the end. And then uh, obviously the uh, the Thursday night football game. They Thursday night football? Monday night. Sorry, Monday night football game they played. Um, yes, that's where your point came exactly when we, which you mentioned on Thursday. But even then, it was a close game, right? And we'll get to the Bengals soon too. Yeah, where they almost won that game. And this game, it was a yeah, like you said, a tale of two halves. Um, first half, O line beat our D line. Now, granted, our D line was injured a little bit, but he still picked us apart. Like that's Matthew Stafford. You give him time. Doesn't matter who his receivers are, because uh, Cooper Cup was out. He will find someone and he'll make you pay. The run game was effective early on. And uh, yeah, second half though, he got hit two, three times, whether it be QB hits or whether they have been sacks. And he was very hobbled. And yeah, but then recovered enough in, to an overtime to help lead them to the win. And it's like like what I said, bro. The O-line is where this team's going to go. Stafford ain't going to run away, right? Stafford's going to get hit. And like... Like, my point for the Rams was, like, the reason why I put him down there was that, like, it's not because Stafford's playing. It's because how long is Stafford going to last because yeah. that O-line is bad. And uh, they've been good. Other than the Bengals game, they've been pretty good up until the second half uh, where uh, Stafford started getting cooked. You saw him saw him in pain. and But they recovered in overtime and got the game-winning drive off. Yeah. Um, last thing with the Rams, like I said, I won't be surprised if this team's fighting for a playoff spot. Cooper Cup is back. And he's back, and we, because we had no clue who Puka Nakua was, right? So a lot of our factor was also with Cooper Cup was gonna be out. Um, we don't know how the run game was gonna be, the O line was gonna be. Yeah, def- the play calling was there, which it showed, and it shows. And then we still have Raheem Morris on the defensive side doing what he can do. But yes, granted, he did lose a lot of pieces due to contracts. But Aaron Donald did Aaron Donald things, right? So, but yeah, I think this team will be a playoff fighting contender. I'm not saying they'll be in. Um, I don't think they're a bottom five team. That at least in hindsight now, like you yeah, projected as well. I did not. I projected that, but they they're definitely not playing like that right now. And Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua might be could become a solid wide. Res- uh, might be one of the best wide receiver duos by the end of the now, season. Now, granted, we're a quarter of the season in. Stafford did look banged up. Yeah, so that's true. he could be out <laughs> literally next week or two weeks with another one or two hits because they're gonna play San Francisco again. Um, Seattle doesn't have a. Uh, I guess Seattle's pass rush was questionable week one, but even then they're gonna be playing other teams, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, Colts, like, Colts. Um, like so we said, you, tail of two goal, halves. Tail of two halves, but like your goal is just try to play good football, right? Don't make it ugly like last year. Wins and loss don't really matter this season for us, but at the end of the day, you have a chance here, right? And a game like today got away from you. Um, a lot of it is because usually why we would be in games is our defense, and today. Granted, D Buck and uh, Grover were banged up. The that's what killed them on the D line O line battle. Secondary week, Dallas Flowers might be out now because he yeah. had a non contact injury, and we need to go get someone for sure. Because now it's literally Juju Brents and uh, Jalen Jones. Jones will be our starters Two rookies. with Kenny Moore, who's 
you know, decent but undersized at the end of the day. But yeah, like first half was brutal, right? No, the run game wasn't going. The completions weren't going. Um, a rich extended the play. The problem was no one was getting open for him. And uh, yeah, but then the second half, and then Matt Gay obviously topped it off. Yeah, like all three goal. phases were shit in the first half. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, and then the second half didn't start any different either. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, the first it took two drives. It, it took until like midway through the third quarter. It was so we got the touchdown, and then A Rich got cooking. Shane Steichen's playbook calling got cooking. Uh, the run game got going somehow. Yeah, Zach Moss uh, started got going. And uh, you know the funny thing is Pittman was not targeted much, and he only made one reception. He was targeted five times, one reception. Um, uh, but yeah, the tight ends Drew Ogletree had himself a game in that drive at the end. And then the defense stepped up with a pick. Yeah, defense stepped up with a pick, but the issue is we didn't do anything off of it, off of that pick. Uh, couldn't get points off turnovers, which is one of the reasons why I think we lost to uh, Jacksonville because we had opportunities, but we didn't capitalize on those opportunities that the defense provided for us, and uh, we didn't do that today again. And uh, ultimately, like we said, it comes down to like two, a lot of bad penalties, a lot of times where we shot, we're shot ourselves in the foot, you know, at the Puka was open a lot, right? And it's not like Puka's a god that's gonna be open all the time. Like, should be that wide open all the time. Yeah. Right? That that the did you see the game winning touchdown? Like yeah. The yeah. 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 Blown coverage. Blown coverage. So. Right. Like it was clear that like I think Shaq had a blown coverage on Puka. He didn't drop back enough. He was just running through our zones, just finding those spots, and he was like wide open. Yeah. Like it's not like the ones that he the ones that Stafford threw to Puka. Stafford didn't have to fit him in like how you did to like uh, Van Jefferson or Tutu Atwell. Like Puka was butt naked open. Listen, there's no... Okay, that's a weird reference. That <laughs> threw me off guard. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, I'm not a big moral victory guy, but with this team, you kind of have to see the moral victories. And listen, we had no Bernard Ryman, rookie Blake Friedland comes in, got cooked a bit. I'm pretty sure he switched sides with Brandon Smith eventually, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And obviously, Ryan Kelly, Wesley French did hold his own. But the moral victory is down 23. And this team last year would have been cooked because their expectations were different. And the mentality, well, guess what? Shane Steichen's coaching now. His play calling helped. And his uh, motivation helped, right? Yeah, he's got him And leaving. we got him 23. Everybody's blocking. Pittman wasn't whining about not getting targets. Uh, he was blocking, celebrating. You know, Ogletree's touchdown. He was the one... Um, blocking at the end there, uh, the one who got the two point conversion to tie it that late yeah, as Pittman well. Yeah, got that one. Um, and yeah, and Anthony Richardson kept the play alive, had the deep ball going. There were a he few cooked. plays. He did and cook, and we have a guy. We have our guy, and this guy is early. Yeah, he nobody projected this guy to be this good now. And this is scary hours because he still has a lot to work on, right? Like the touch pass and all that is still yeah. not there. So, but that being said, next week reinforcements. We Jelani, okay, well, injuries-wise, Bernard Ryman will come help because we're playing a divisional matchup and we're not going to talk about the matchup really, but we'll get to Tennessee in a second. Um, you got Bernard Ryman. Bernard Ryman and Ryan Kelly should hopefully be Reinforce back. Reinforce the O-line And again. Jelani Woods, if he gets potentially off the pop list, we'll see how his health is. But the big one, and we alluded to earlier, Jonathan Taylor. Um, no trades as of what I heard from Jay Glazer. Uh, no, trades are off the board, which kind of makes sense because a lot of teams' running game is going. And but there was a tweet I don't know who reported. I forgot. I think it was Mike Chappelle or someone from Indy that practice twenty one day practice thing has started for him. So that's what's confusing me. I don't know what that means. That does that mean he's not going to play for another three weeks or what the case is? But 
I don't think that I don't think it's that though. But let's see. But I don't know what it is either. The, they're saying that he should be activated off the pop list two weeks ago. Remember that if you were to do a physical right now, he'll pass it with flying yeah, colors. Yeah, yeah. If that's the case, um, granted, we don't know what the situation is behind the scenes still. And from what I'm hearing, it is still um, rocky roads between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. But get on the field, bro. If you're healthy, get on the field, bro. <laughs> I better see shut everybody field. up and then get your contract. I better see you on the because field because there's like I said. The national media, from what I'm hearing, is making it out of think that he hates the Colts. The local media is saying that, like, oh, like, sorry, the national media is saying that he um, wants to leave for sure, which I get it on his end, but that the Colts do not want to pay him at all. Yeah. Whereas the local media, which I'll trust more, like, by the local, I mean, indie. The indie beat writers and all that stuff. They're saying that, like, hey, they just want to see how he'll fit in this offense because it is a new coach, and I think he'll pa- pass with flying colors because Shane Steichen is from Indy, or Philly, sorry. And... Um, with A. Rich, you know that duo, and then on top of that, just prove that you're healthy, that you're the same Jonathan Taylor from potential MVP year, candidacy, candidacy from the Carson Wentz year, and yeah, and then you'll get your money. And we've seen Jim Irsay pay. He literally paid Luke Rhodes. A couple he of, paid a long snapper. All right, he paid a long snapper. Injured, uh, injury-ridden Shaq Leonard, twenty million a year. He paid Quentin Nelson. 20 million and these year, are not like right? premium positions Pittman is gonna get paid we know that especially yeah. what he's doing this year so yeah if Jonathan Taylor I know you're not watching this but a miracle if you do please play please play because we, we need to see you with uh, that and the Richardson, RPO yeah. action the whatever is Read gonna be options, perfect all that screen stuff. passes like as good as Zach Moss is doing he ain't Jonathan Taylor right and you have a good confident true, backup right? as well. And you have like you don't have to run Taylor to the ground because of Zach Moss and uh, Anthony did, Richardson and Anthony Richardson, right? He he doesn't have to run himself to the ground all the time too. You could just hand it off and go. Yeah, like like we said, Zach Moss isn't Jonathan Taylor. So if Zach Moss is doing this well, we don't know if Jonathan Taylor could, could potentially do better. Whereas Zach Moss, a ten yard rushes, it could Jonathan Taylor could turn it to like. 30 or 30 touchdowns touchdowns right, right. because he has that uh, big playability exactly and he, he's a capable pass catcher as well but yeah um, that's that's our Colts <laughs> for the week we went a little bit overboard because uh, kind of had to give the Rams their props of what they're yeah, doing yeah give Rams their props and honestly, especially you giving their props <laughs> yeah that's true and uh, just just a quick uh, offensive rookie of the year checkup okay yeah so that's what I was going to really go into Puka Nakua obviously is in there okay not that one but yeah um Anthony Richardson, I would say, is in there in the short list, the three. And then the third guy is get right making, into it. Some, make, making some freaking... Uh, this Is he t- making history? I don't know if he broke any record. Uh, I'm not sure if he broke records, I but he still hasn't thrown a pick yet. And another 300-yard game. Uh, Even yeah, though he was cooking. 16 for 30. This guy well. this guy is cooking. and uh, CJ Stroud. He um, is did against that Steelers defense. Listen, early candidacy for our disappointment and our uh, surprising team is this matchup, most likely. Uh, like obviously there's others and we'll get into them yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on when on Thursday or Wednesday when we record yeah, yeah. Um, but a 36 drubbing on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense defense let's go with as you mentioned CJ Stroud yeah um, that division in your opinion the AFC South how it's a joke right now uh, is the second worst probably it might not even be a joke right now it's no, not yeah true but I'm just <laughs> saying as it was advertised it was probably the second worst right to the NFC South in the whole yeah they were badly for last um in a couple of years time once these quarterbacks develop maybe even and then we'll year. see what happens with Will Levis as well might, will this be the toughest division might in football be, might be even be next year yeah yeah I mean if these guys make the right decisions these organizations which uh, uh Houston has known not to make the right decisions yeah 
uh, same way the same goes with Tennessee sometimes. Jackson. All four teams all have four question teams, marks. Yeah, all four teams have question marks. But yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, who's killing it. CJ Stroud, killing it. Killing it. Probably we'll the favorite. Matter of time right till now. Will Levis. Probably but favorite. Let's see if Malik Willis or Will Levis get their opportunity and see what they will do. It Malik Willis did not look good in his rookie year. Yeah. To the point where the, they have to start Joshua Dobbs, who is killing it <laughs> somehow with the Cardinals in a crucial win and end game against Jaguars last year. Yes. So we'll see what happens. But like it's lining up that way. These Texans are fun to watch. These Colts are fun to watch. Jaguars bounce back today in uh, London. Yeah. And uh, Tennessee had a big win themselves. Yeah. But before we go to Tennessee's though, uh, this division, uh, uh, well, uh, actually I'll bring it up in that uh, when we talk Tennessee, but Pittsburgh, Matt Canada, Probably has to go now, right? Like, yeah. he's got to. Yeah, that's the number one issue. Like, that's the one change. Kenny Pickett's right now right. injured. He still have Mitch Trubisky. I thought he left, honestly, but he's still there. Um, offense is stagnant as hell. It is. Uh, I don't know how good the O-line is. I don't think it's that great. Uh, I mean, it's too early to tell. Like, it's too early to get off the Kenny Pickett train. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, that's 100% true. Because you know, I want to see him with a new OC. Yeah, that's true. Like, he is not put in the best situations himself. But yeah, no, the fir- initial thing, like the first move for the, to get the offense better is uh, Matt Kanda has to go. Yeah. Uh, get a, I mean, Pickens is decent. Pickens is a good weapon. Friermuth. Friermuth is a good weapon. Yeah. Najee. So yeah, no. Na- I, Najee's been I just need to see changes because this is disappointing, right? Because Pittsburgh right now is 2-2 two and two still, so they're still following their eight or 500 trend. Um, but six points against Texans. Can't be happening. Both on both phases or all three phases. Even even with that improved Texans defense, it yeah. shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I get it. Amico Ryan's is there, but yeah, no excuses. But let's go to Tennessee, like you mentioned, because we got to talk both. Uh, we're not going to talk much Tennessee because we'll preview them on. Uh, Derek next Henry's week. back. He's for this game at least. For this game at least, uh, cooked got a touchdown pass, and uh, yeah, I don't know if he has the same amount as uh, the Tannehill get one today. <laughs> Uh, Tannehill got a touchdown pass and an interception. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass and ran for a touchdown. So I think he's one below Tannehill for touchdown passes. <laughs> but it's all—I mean, they cooked. The Titans yeah. cooked, and uh, very surprisingly, because the we thought once the Bengals got a win, they might start, you know, picking it up. But clearly, that didn't a lot happen. of blowout scores, honestly. Here, yeah, uh, that's true. But twenty-seven-three. Yeah, let's talk Cincy here, because they were your Super Bowl favorite. They were and MVP favorite. Now, granted, the injury doesn't help with that decision still but when he made that pick I think he was already hurt <laughs> so right oh, yeah I forgot to take that into account I'll be yeah. honest with you I totally forgot he was hurt yeah but no at the end of the day they could easily be 0-4 right 100% yeah because uh, the Rams made it a game close game it was 19-16 and don't get me wrong Joe Burrow being injured is a huge factor but the problem is you're playing him and he's playing and he's playing the and thing you have is, to, we, could, we can only judge what, what he's doing you could tell by what he's doing he's, he's not the same right you have a calf injury, obviously it's going to take effect, but your accuracy hasn't been great, like how he, how Joe Burrow has always been. His stats of the year right now, he's played three start or I guess four now. Yeah. Um, two TDs and two interceptions. Not great. And this is not including yeah, so he had zero and zero today as well. So I don't know what the case is. I don't know if it's the play calling. This is like if it continues like this, my Zach Taylor, pre- my Zach Taylor. Theory might be coming true if that's the case as well. I I just I think he's if they do mess up bad, like I still they think might, he might they be injure the excuse. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, the the root of the problem is the old line. They can't protect him, right? Yeah. And then yeah. when he's make and they just look out of sync. They really do look out of sync when Burrow has a thing, uh, time. Uh, he 
it just seems he's out of sync with his weapons. With T.G. Higgins, who's not having a good year himself. Uh, Jamar Chase finally had a good game against the Rams. I don't think he did much today. And uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, like, they, they yeah. just seem out of sync. The thing is here, right? So they play the get it. I get it. Browns, Ravens are tough matchups, but you cannot get dropped by the Browns. That's a different story. Your three point game against the Ravens, that one makes sense of a loss. Um, but the problem was you were not at the Ravens. You were at home for that one. You're getting booed. The off Rams, the field. you barely won. 1916 game isn't great. You could have easily lost that if Matthew Stafford was able to stand upright for a little bit longer. Yeah, and Matthew um, Stafford. You just picks. lost to a lowly Titans team, in our opinion. You, now, good news is you got Cardinals up next, but the way they've been, they beat Yo, the, Joshua Dobbs, and they've been upsetting a lot of teams or making it hard. Oh, sorry, they upset the Cowboys, but they're making it they hard. They didn't get smoked others. as I thought they would against uh, the Niners. Seahawks is gonna be tough. With they're like similar right now. Is it, then guess what? They have a bye week, which is good for Joe Burrow. But guess what? Niners, Bills, Texans aren't gonna be easy. You got the Ravens again. Steelers tough. Jaguars, yeah, Colts, Vikings. Yeah, they're not they're going. T- they have a tough schedule. So. It's now or never for them because, like, they're one and three. They could easily be like two and five or something that stretch because their their schedule closes off pretty hard. So, it does. Yeah, um, that's our take on the Bengals right now. And um, oh, speak sorry. Speaking of the Titans again, divisional wise. Okay, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I should have brought it up then. But how? So you're saying, but the next year that this could be like the toughest division in football, or you potentially, think arguably, if Stroud and Richardson develop properly, you could have three teams right there, depending on what offseason moves they make. And uh, yeah, Titans, like like I said before, Titans are not dead in the water, right? They're they're still gonna compete, and they are competing. Everyone's two and two, and we'll have a big division matchup: Titans Colts next week. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, and yeah, this division right now is open for a taking for all four teams right now. Okay. Yes, Jaguars are the favorite. They, Jaguars should win, and that's what we predict. But it's it's for the taking right now. Yeah. Okay, so second last game we'll get into before we get into Sunday Night Football. So literally the last game before Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Because um, the rest, they're all like lopsided scores. You kind of expected them. We'll talk about it slow, slightly when we do our disappointments and um, surprises. But we had to talk about the Battle of the Shits. The toilet bowl? <laughs> yeah, the toilet bowl. The um, toilet bowl produced a good game. Denver, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, 31-28. So <laughs> the problem was Chicago had the game, right? They were 28-14 going into the fourth. So 21 unanswered points. And uh, no, 17. It was 28-14. 28-14. And then 17 So 17 zero. unanswered, yeah. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson, decent game. 21 for 28, 223 yards, three Fields touchdowns. Fields cooked too. Yo, Fields but did Fields cook. was a surprise. Like, obviously, 28 for 35. At one point, he only had one incompletion. Now, granted, incompletion could be on him, or it could be on a drop, or it could be he had no option, right, and threw it away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 335 yards, four TDs, and a pick to close the game was the pick, and he had the key fumble loss that caused them to tie the game, I believe. yeah. That's true. Like, he bit some key mistakes. Khalil Herbert went off as well. Khalil Herbert went off. But at the end of the day, the Broncos still have to drive down the field and get a touchdown themselves. Yeah. And that's and where did it. That's where your defense had to come Listen, clutch. I was in my head ready to say the Broncos are done. Just get rid of everybody, including Sean Payton. And just scrap the season, right? Obviously, I'm not saying they're going to do anything crazy. Maybe this is the momentum swinger they need. Who knows? It is Chicago. So, I'm not going to count for it too much. Because it was still a close game. Then, it, Like, on paper... 
Chicago. Actually, no. On paper, we thought Chicago would be better too, right? So we expected this type of scoreline, but on a better outcome, right? Maybe like a two and two record type game, right? Yeah. yeah. But Chicago, as of right now, and my shout out to my buddy who sent this to me, because they have Carolina's pick as well. Uh, we're not gonna get into Carolina. Who too are much. 0-4. Who are zero and four? They could get, and everybody was projecting that Arizona would get one and two. One and two, meaning Caleb Williams, assuming they declare, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Now it's Chicago's turn. And yeah. listen, hey, sh- if that's the case, you you never had a receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr. in a long time, probably. And we don't know what's happening behind the scenes with Chase Claypool being told to stay home. Disgruntled, you gave pretty much a first round pick for him, the 32nd pick. It doesn't matter if it was second or first round with a forfeited pick. Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, so maybe it might not be a bad thing that they're shitting the bed, but based on expectations, Flus is going to be gone for sure. Eber Flus. And, uh, yeah, we don't know what the hell is happening. This is not Chicago football. We genuinely thought they would contend for, not the division, but second. Be better. Just, just be, we Maybe thought they would be better. Maybe just for a playoff spot. But, yeah, zero win still is uh, unacceptable. That's for true. Sure. And getting destroyed in the process. That is true. But, but maybe some signs. But, again, like you mentioned, it was the toilet bowl. <laughs> so it was a toilet bowl. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll talk about next week who they're fa- facing. But Chicago, damn. <laughs> Even Denver, but more so Chicago, damn. Because yeah, that's, uh, bad. that's bad. You you had the option to defend, but I guess maybe you guys were playing mind games by saying, you know what, if he shits the bed, we get Caleb Williams next year. So, and you were smart because you got Carolina's pick out of here too. That's true. So. No, no, that was a good trade. Uh, I agree with the trade. Yeah. All right. Sunday night football because there was some controversy. Uh, unless you want to talk about any other game you see. Here. Nah, uh, we'll go into Sunday night football here. Uh, first of all, Taylor Swift is two and zero. Oh. I guess. That's our clickbait title, baby. Taylor Swift is a good luck charm. Taylor for the Swift Chiefs. is a good luck charm. But I guess I guess, uh, Travis Kelsey didn't get a touchdown, did he? No, he didn't. I mean, he started off hot. But right? I just feel like you know the way that played, they, they might have been distracted by the Taylor Swift. <laughs> Man, bro, she was short. She came in with now. Granted, I'm not a huge. Now I think it's getting blown out of proportion. It is. Swift. It definitely is. For the first week it was fine, but she came with fellow Canadian Ryan Reynolds, Vancouverite, with uh, obviously uh, Blake Lively there. Hugh Jackman was there. Um, so on and so forth. Right, Taylor Swift showed up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was also there. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers in um, crutches. Sad yeah, sight to see there. But Kansas City side of things. Before we get to Zach Wilson, because we actually give, have to give him props. But yeah, Taylor Swift two and zero. I'm just, just saying her name again because we need to put this in our intro and get a clickbait title going here. So, but did you uh, did you see how like she <laughs> Travis Kelsey's now top five in jersey sales now, just because of this. 400, yeah, 400%, 400% increase. And then, like, and then I showed you the picture of fans getting a custom-made jersey. Yeah, that was like, they spelled their wrong. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't just buy a normal one. Yeah, but it was like Kelsey as like K-E-L-C-E-Y type of thing. S-E-Y, yeah. Huh? K-E-L-S-E-Y. S-E-Y, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, she, whatever. She was at the game. I don't know why the broadcast was pointing out every time, but now getting off that, actual game. Mahomes struggled again. Uh, yeah, I mean, his uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like you know vintage Mahomes. Yeah. But as always, he does enough. He does enough, and he did that. Eno- he did enough in the fourth quarter. The twenty-two yard rush at third and twenty-two. Um, shout out to Mahomes. Not just reading it right now. Just saw it. Throws his two hundredth touchdown pass in his eighty-fourth career game, fastest and reached that milestone. That's insane. <laughs> but. Two picks and a touchdown, three, 18 for 30, 203 yards, not classic Mahomes. But he, Isaiah he, Pacheco but, going but, off. But the thing with Mahomes is when he's having bad game, he finds a way to be clutch, and he was clutch. Yeah. 
Right. But, okay, so, let's go to that holding call. I mean, if well, here's my take on it. It's been a physical game the whole night, right? And I thought it was just a physical play. I, I generally th- don't think it was a hold. I think it's a weak. I think it's yeah. a weak call. For that moment, I don't know how much of it is just to impress Taylor Swift. I'm obviously joking here, but the script, who knows? Is the script is that the script? Is, <laughs> is that, that part the of script? script? But no, um, I genuinely didn't think it was a holding call. I think you robbed Zach Wilson of an opportunity to have a chance. I think they were in field goal range, or I don't know if they were in field goal range or that just out pick. of it. Oh yeah, it was a pick. Yeah, it yeah, was a pick. Yeah, it was a pick. It yeah, would have been right, his third interception. Right. Yeah, so it would have been a third pick, which you got lucky hitting it tagged with it and your fantasy points. But um, I still survived. Yeah, no, I think that was a pick. I think you would have been, she should have been allowed to carry that on because I thought something happened behind the scenes, but the, I saw the thing happen earlier, so I didn't see any pass interference. I think I, was, I think it's bogus. Now I see why a lot of fans on Twitter in general, when it comes to Chiefs, getting bailed out at the refs it was, is legit. What, what is it saying online? Like I didn't see anything today, which is kind of weird because normally when this shit happens, like in the playoffs against the Bengals, I saw yeah, yeah. a lot. <laughs> the Bengals one was bad. This one, I don't think it was as bad as the Bengals one. But I just felt like if you're going with con- like how physical the game was, like consistency wise, it shouldn't have been called. Well, see, here's the thing: on the Pat Mahomes third and twenty-two run, blatant holding call on left tackle. I don't know if it was Juwan Taylor or someone else. It didn't get called. There's, there's a video as well. Did not get called, right? So, uh, that's a bad one for the refs to miss. Ultimately, changed the whole trajectory. Uh, it did, bro, because the offense didn't come back on the field. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Wilson. like you saw, Robert Sala was like livid, got an unsportsmanlike penalty. I don't blame him at that moment because at the end of the day, you kept the ball. Um, it didn't cost him anything, but yeah, no. We'll move, we'll move the Chiefs. They they haven't been the vintage Chiefs yet, uh, uh, except the Bill, uh, the Bears game, which, oh, which the is Bears. the Bears. So who cares, really? But at the same time, you know, they got to be playing better and it's going to be a little bit, it's going to get tougher for them. Before I ask you this question, let's go to the Jets. Zach Wilson, time to give him his props for today, specifically uh, Sunday Night Football game. Obviously, he's dejected. I'm looking at videos right now on my phone where he's like, I lost the game because it was a key fumble that caused him to lose by a field goal. Um, But he did play his heart out today. Like, he has numbers where Mahomes, like, comparison and then... Yeah, yeah it was, it was kind of like <laughs> it was almost better. At than least in the, the first homes, half, yeah. right? Like he spread His the ball cook, around. He gave Brees Hall. The Brees Hall kind of cooked on some runs. It's it helped. It helps when like you know the passing game was working and it was working. And I just felt like today he finally like the playbook finally clicked for him, right? Because yeah. there was a change in the playbook when Rodgers came in, and you're not getting practice reps in a training camp because that's Rodgers, right? Rodgers is healthy. Uh, preseason, they're not gonna unload the playbook. It makes no sense to do that. So, he never really got practice with the playbook until uh, week two practices, basically. Preparing for week Dude two. Dude had so much pressure on him because... Um, he was had, supposed... No, you had club legend Joe Namath calling for him. Yeah. And from what I hear, Namath ain't like that. Yeah. Right? So, the fact that Namath came out and said it's like, oh, maybe Robert Sala needs to get rid of him. They brought in Trevor Simeon. Thankfully, they didn't need him today. Um, I don't know if he was off the practice squad or not, but... Hey, he showed signs today, which is good. Let's hopefully he continues because he's now he's going to be playing the division with better defenses, literally all three teams, right? The Chiefs defense is okay. Question, not quite like it's, it's been good. It's been it's decent been, it's been it's good, ever no. since Chris Jones came back. It's been good. So it's been decent, right? And um, give him his props. Like, yeah, he lost. Don't get me wrong. And he cost the fumble, but he was denied an opportunity to potentially go tie the game or even win, right? So and he played well. Yeah, and he played well. So you know. 
again, he's a professional. I'm not gonna say you know, say I feel bad for the guy and overall because he did struggle. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. a still NFL athlete that went second overall for a reason. Um, but yeah, for today's game, he showed signs. Let's let's see if it's not a one time thing. Yeah, That's all. hopefully the playbooks. I just hope it's a playbook finally click for him. For now, he could build off this performance. For Listen, he's next got week. a. Who's he? Are you gonna say his schedule? No, no, no. I was gonna say like his whole team was also for him, right? Yeah, you yeah. saw Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, uh, coaching staff, obviously all backing him, which is good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. okay this is just random. What happened? Because <laughs> I'm on Twitter, that's why. Edge debuted in AEW today, and Christian was looking at him. <laughs> Edge, is in AEW. Yeah, it's a Edge is all elite. We'll look at it after. I just had to bring that up. <laughs> Edge is all elite. Wow. Um, so uh, the rumors were true. Jets got the Broncos and Eagles before their bye week. By the way, Broncos and so that I mean, listen, Broncos are struggling. That's his chance. That defense still be okay. It's okay. And but the, and then you who, who the Eagles and bye week. Okay, so uh, Eagles obviously they're struggling themselves because they're barely we're undefeated but barely winning. They're barely winning. But at the end of the day, that defense is elite. So we'll see what happens there, right? But so. uh, quick last point I want to say about Wilson. Yes, he hasn't been good as a number two overall pick, right? Uh, in his uh, first two, this is third year now, right? So first two years, he hasn't been great. We'll give him that. But if you look at it from this perspective, Aaron Rodgers was brought in to obviously help the Jets, but was also brought in to help Zach Wilson. Yeah, like how Jordan Love spent two, three years behind. Uh, um, Rogers and uh, is now they playing pretty well. They would have easily traded him if they didn't yeah, want yeah. him, but or released him. He is, or whatever. He is, uh, like how Love is playing well. That's kind of how they want project uh, Zach Wilson. But he just got thrown into the fire. Obviously, unfortunately, it's not not even Aaron Rodgers' fault. Like it's just tough injuries happen like that in the NFL all the time with turf, especially. And uh, yeah, so it's put him in a tough situation. I just feel like he might. Finally figured it out. Figured it out. We'll see what he does against the Broncos. If he shits the bed, then it's like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to say move on from Like, still keep him on roster. But, like, maybe you got to switch a quarterback. Maybe Simeon starts. Maybe a trade happens. Who knows? But last question. I don't think he gets traded, though. Last question before we get into the uh, other M- uh, NFL news because we have to get into Chandler Jones and the gambling uh, rule. We were talking off camera before we hit record. MVP. Um, Obviously, you had Joe Burrow. Um, I don't know who your other two were finalists with them. Like Mahomes and Hurts, I think. Yeah, and then for me, it was Josh Allen with Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. Now, out of their six guys, I think I have uh, two, all three guys are in conversation, right? You, Joe Burrow, ain't in conversation. Uh, Mahomes. Mahomes ain't in conversation right now. Kind of. Hurts and Hurts is like, if he, Hurts is there. He's Hurts there. Because they're 4 0, but I, their games haven't been convincing enough, right? That's true. Like, so, I'm not, like, obviously, I'm not trying to <laughs> act cocky here, but, like, my three guys are better than your three choices. Yeah, but no, I don't care. The point <laughs> is, who's MVP right now? Right? Because we were wide, looking at. We were, it's so wide open right now. Because at the beginning, it was too uh, easily for me. Right before before today, but then Josh Allen just that Josh it. Allen cooked him. Not well, not him specifically, but yeah, cooked yeah. him. Okay, that's one option. It's right? probably still, so those two. It's probably still Tua slightly. Yeah, but Josh Allen has. A okay, but is it Tua? Okay, now I'm gonna throw in a random name here, Christian. Like you brought it up though. To be fair to you, Christian McCaffrey. He's in the conversation. He so deserves. If to you be. were to give the vote, would you give it to Christian McCaffrey? Because that team's four and zero, and he's a big factor of it being a skill position. Another three player. touchdowns today. I mean, yes, right? Like, no quarterback's trying to really take it, right? Right. 
I'm gonna pray. Obviously, closest one is Tua and Josh Allen, but like Lamar hasn't shown it. Herbert hasn't shown enough. Mahomes obviously hurts, hasn't shown enough. Burrow's been absolutely dreadful. So Trevor Lawrence hasn't been there either. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been there either. Um, Herbert, I guess offensively, yeah, but his team's letting him down defensively and with a yeah. And uh, but here's my question to you, my uh, guy Joshua Dobbs deserves okay. Himself. No, no, he's one and three. I'm not giving it to him. No, like no. It, Baker it, was until last week's it, performance. It's so wide open. It's come to a point where CJ Stroud could be could be in there. Yeah, but right. Depends on how they do. Depends how they do rest yeah. of the way, but like you could even say Anthony Richardson at that I, point. If he's yeah, healthy. but like right now, like being so wide open right now, it could be. There's CMC. a name you forgot, and we've mentioned him before. It could be CMC. Yeah, but Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, yeah. Like Jared, how much is? Do you think he's gonna win it? No. no. Do you think he's sorry? Do you think he's in a conversation right now? Like he right has, now, I I think he's ahead of Mahomes. I think he's ahead of Hurts. I so you're think saying he's, he's the best quarterback performing. I'm not saying he's better than Hurts. Don't get me. I'm not saying any of like that. Like performing wise, yeah. Like he's the best quarterback in that conference right now. In that conference, unless he's gonna give Brock Purdy some love. I mean, that's all a heavy C- CMC. Because like, if, if you're saying he's better than Hurts right now, then it's him. Then the only guy you could say is uh, Brock Purdy or Jordan Love, and Jordan Love didn't have a good game against the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I think he might be performing. He's playing like a top five quarterback <laughs> right now. Uh, his stats right now are... He has three picks. I think six three Six TDs, three picks after the stat of yeah. coming out of having no picks. Uh, completion percentage of 70. Uh, 69.5, 90 uh, QB rating. I don't think he's in the conversation. I mean, like, in top three-wise. If I would give you my three, it's Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, and Christian McCaffrey. Those are my three. Those are probably my three, too. Yeah. Right? And outside looking in, you could say Goff and Herbert. Goff, Herbert... Yeah, and then you could probably, I'll probably throw in Hertz as well. Yeah, so the the MVP conversation like at this point last year you had like it was Mahomes right off the bat I think it was his to lose in a way Jalen Hurts as well was in conversation the year before that you had like Aaron Rodgers just going nuts um, Tom Brady wasn't that conversation I think the Aaron second Rodgers yeah the Aaron, that's when so year before that's when Aaron Rodgers went back to back right yeah so the second year of the back to back was when Brady was in conversation for yeah him. yeah yeah um. But yeah, so like the MVP race is wide open, whereas um, the other awards you could say like are kind of wide open too. But like this one, it's like there's no grasp of who's clear cut number one. Like Lamar, yeah. Lamar should be in conversation. Sorry, Lamar is behind my three, uh, maybe as well, right? So he's he's yeah he's in conversation. Like it's he's not like my three. He's I guess Indy wasn't terrible either. Like the only yeah. loss he had. So but no, like I, I would still like it's Tua right now. For sure, in my opinion. Like, if you had a vote today, you're giving it to us. to us still. Quarter, it's technically, it's a quarter but of the season. But this is, this is barely, like, just barely. Like, it, you were more comfortable last week than this week, for oh, yeah, sure. yeah, 100%. 100%. How much was Tyreek Hill in that conversation as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll Week get, one was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll still give it to CMC. Over. And then you're not giving it to Micah? Over. You're not going to consider Micah anymore? No. Um, you lost How about Depoy? You lost to Dallas. How, I mean, not like, Dallas. You lost to Arizona. How about Depoy, then? Yeah, deep point, yeah, but not MVP. <laughs> but uh, Kama, who you guys think is MVP? Because it is a tough debate right now. It was obviously when halfway through the season, we might have a different answer. It might Mahomes might just come back and take it because it's that close, right? Allen might take off from here, and I might be proven right. You, yeah, might, like I don't think does Bur- Burrow have a chance now? No, like you think he's out of the race completely? I think he's like, done. Like, what if he puts Mahomes like numbers today for the rest of the way? Yeah, but, but like, then it depends it on how the rest on others, right? And you don't think they will drop off completely? And yeah, there shouldn't be unless like, like they're too good to not. Drop I guess off. it's a way because um, unless the Bengals come out and come first in the division as well. Yeah, and sorry, okay. first in the conference. 
from here on out is the only way I could see it happen. Yeah, and but with him being injured, he's probably out of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, so let's get right into the Chandler Jones very quickly. He got stuff is happening behind the scenes. I haven't been paying attention to this, to be fair. Same. I don't know if it's like something going on with him mentally. It's mentally. Uh, with I don't know if it's CTE or anything. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna gonna like obviously assume. He's officially been released by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders after signing a three-year contract with them last year. He was uh, this year supposedly he also wasn't happy with what was happening with the team, Josh McDaniel specifically, which is uh, what um, you know. It's just weird because I understand you're joining a new team and. You sign a contract, but then in a year later, you kind of want out, kind of like what James Harden's been doing. But but at the same time, I get it because I was a new coach as well, so it was a different environment. Um, he was arrested in Las Vegas for apparently uh, trying to... Let me see. He allegedly violated a domestic violence temporary protective order and was being held on $15,000 bail, according to jail records. Um, Jones posted bond later Friday and is due back in court December 4. Yeah, the Raiders released that they have the saying the team is hopeful that Chandler receives that care that he needs. Meaning, we think something's mental. He, his family, his thoughts, all those are okay. Um, they're obviously monitoring the situation, and yeah, because he, he wrote on social media that he was taken to the hospital against my will. Yeah, that's which is usually where, like, allegedly, in this case, allegedly, it, he was taken against his will. But um, this is where like a mental health. Oh, sorry, mental hospital type thing comes into question, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this sucks to yeah, see, right? It sucks yeah. to see like, once upon a time. Who was that good? He was that good. Yeah, like, he yeah. was a top 15 player for some people's eyes when I was seeing rankings back in Arizona days. Um, I think a guy that I was trying to go after, <laughs> the Colts to go after for pass rush purposes yeah, yeah, yeah. before we made the Yannick trade. But, yeah. So, we hope that everything is good there. Mentally, um, yeah. So that's the Chandler Jones situation. I also have a uh, going back to one of the games. I also have very disappointed in Josh McDaniels because uh, well, Aiden O'Connell led the team back in, into it in the red zone of the Chargers. I think it was first down and goal. He had two and a half minutes left. First play, first down and goal. Aiden O'Connell throws a pick. Why the hell are you not running the ball? You have so much time left. Yeah, trust right? me. QB, rookie QB without. Like, no, like, give him. Give give Jacobs a ball there. Like, you're first down and goal, and Aiden O'Connell throws a pick. And Not even just that, because he's a rookie QB, too. Yeah, he's so. a rookie QB. And, like, obviously, I'm a, I don't know what his numbers were. I don't know, look at it quickly. But I'm going to give him respect because he was thrown in there, Aiden O'Connell, rookie, uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. 24 of 39, 238 yards, one pick, which was at the end, is no touchdowns. It's pretty pretty decent for a, a guy who was just thrown in there. Yeah, because they were like Chargers almost charged it up as to be like. Yeah, Chargers almost charged it up. And yeah. uh, Aiden O'Connell, honestly, decent debut for him. I think the do you think they should rock it with Aiden O'Connell? If Garoppolo's or they're gonna rock it with Garoppolo. They're part, they're rocking with Garoppolo. Right? Because there's they're no one way. and three now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's there's no way they're not gonna rock it with Garoppolo. But yeah, this guy this guy deserves down the line if they're still like, you know, pretty trash. Uh Aiden O'Connell should be starting. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to put that out there. That, <laughs> when I when I heard you say McDaniel's, I was like, okay, yeah, I need to say that. Okay, um, I'm trying to find the gambling thing, but obviously off the bat, Jamison Williams is back reinstated. Now, yeah, as of today, and I think one other guy, I forgot who it was. NFL, according to Adam Schefter, NFL, NFLPA. This was on uh, September 29. 
NFL and NFLPA are modifying its gambling policies, there will now be there will now will be increased discipline for gambling on NFL games. Now a violation is one year and two if a player bets on his own team. Any game fixing will result in banishment, which obviously makes sense. Message from the NFL and NFLPA, don't bet on the NFL. So Yeah, they're trying to make it clear. I guess that's clear, right? So I have a question for you here. And I don't care, we don't gamble, right? Like again, with the only gambling we really do is within family, right? For example, our pickums. Our pickums, yeah. Um, and your fantasy football and stuff. But I saw, I think it was Colts Mafia's Instagram page. I think you may have seen a tweet. But the NFL is allowed to uh, make money off um, FanDuel and sports betting deals. Now, I get it. They're not, NFL themselves are not really betting, but they're profiting off gambling. Now, this is obviously for NFL, right? I'm assuming players could bet on NBA. Yeah, no. Do you know into that or no? I don't know. Like, it should be allowed, right? They should. It should not be allowed in the NFL. It should, they shouldn't bet against NFL, right? Because insider information could be a thing. Yeah, that's all. That's all true. Like, as an NFL player, I think you should be allowed to bet on NBA, NHL games, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Whereas you shouldn't be betting on obviously NFL games. I agree with that. Uh, that you're not betting on NFL games, but if you're not betting, if you're not, if there, if that's also a rule, then I think it's stupid. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the exact thing because this other is like first offense is a year, second offense is two years. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So why did Jameson Williams get four games then? Like, why is he less? Because I know Isaiah Rogers is still indefinite. And yeah, I but know that, he was he not. bet on his own team. I don't think Jameson. He bet on his own team and was in the facility. I don't think Jameson Williams was because Jameson Williams was hurt last year, right? He came halfway through the season, so I don't know if he, he is. Punishment was based on you know the first half of the season where he's probably wasn't in facility or playing in general, so probably that's why he bet on it. Like how yeah. Calvin Ridley did, right? When Calvin Ridley got his, Calvin Ridley was hurt, so he didn't bet in facility. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know if he bet against Atlanta or not, but he wasn't in facility. He wasn't a part of like the game, so he couldn't really, you know. Uh, okay, so throw the game any himself. any NFL related bets from team facilities will now be punishable with at least one year suspension on first violation. Yeah. Two years suspension for bets. Betting on own team. Own team. Yeah. The league will issue a permanent ban for match fixing, like I said that, which is fair. Anyone bound to be providing inside information or tipping to aid others' bets will also face an indefinite suspension with a minimum absence of one year. So it looks like you could bet on NFL games, but not from the team facility? Because it says any NFL bets related from a team facilities. So, like, for example, if you're an NFL player and you're sitting so, here right now. Okay, so I think if you bet on NFL games at, like, your house and it's not your own team, like, you want to get a year. Okay, so here's like, this. You'll still get suspended, but it will, it will be like how Jameson Williams got suspended. Okay, so yeah. on the other hand, non-NFL sports bets from a, the workplace, so NBA and all that, will result in a two-game suspension on first violation, while the six-game suspension will not be issued unless the policy is violated a second time. Previously, players could be suspended six games for placing any non-NFL sports bets while at facilities. While at As facility. a result, this is why Jamison Williams, a Titans lineman, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, I guess is back now yeah, <laughs> for yeah. our game, who had been suspended six games to openers, now reinstated after four. Any players using a third party or proxy to bet on games will also subject to an indefinite suspension of at least one year. So, Okay, so you could bet on NBA stuff, but you can't be at the facility when yeah, you do that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That one's fine. 
NFL, I think you should be uh, not allowed to bet at all because yeah, hey, I agree. The risk of insider information, all that. Hundred percent agree. With Listen, that. even in an NBA, technically, there's risk of insider information because people know each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in that's true. Sports, but but yeah, like okay, so at the end of the day, it's like very contradictory because you're making money off FanDuel and all that, or whatever b- partner but, you like, have. At the end of the day, you can't really bet on your own sport. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. No, to that's me. for sure. But that's the updated thing. So that means. It's confirmed that Jameson Williams was betting on NBA games in the facility. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, t- uh, Detroit Lions got another weapon. But how do you get caught with that, though? They'll find a way, man. No, no, no I'm just saying, you know, like, you're on your phone, you make a bet. Like, are they going to get the security of FanDuel, for example? Like, the timing when the bet was made, probably, you know, in that time, they're like, oh, he was in the facility. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's, it's but that's hard. just super... It's not that hard. Super tedious, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's to find a way. Yeah. Okay, so that's the NFL news for the day. Um. Yeah. Um. Big long topics for sure. But let's let's head into soccer. You want to go to soccer? Because I want to get this VAR shit out of the way first. Okay. Because you you so you want to end off on the NBA? Yeah, we'll end off on the NBA. Okay. Because we but have a massive trade in the NBA. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, VAR. So that's the biggest story of the weekend. That is the biggest story of the weekend coming from Liverpool versus Tottenham. Luis Diaz scores a goal, and uh, it was a close call, right? Like when we first saw it, like. Uh, when they show the replay, but somehow VAR instantly said no, it's offside in four seconds. And game that's what confused on. me because they didn't draw the lines or anything. Yeah, just one little picture, and they're like, oh no, it's offside because on field play, on field call was offside as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just four seconds, no lines or anything, no taking their twenty minutes that they usually take to make a call, and uh, after the game, they come out saying that yeah, we refs. VAR messed up. Um, Luis Diaz was in fact onside, which what it looked like to oh, both of us. Naked yeah. Eye, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were surprised. We're like, what the hell? Like they already declared it was no, no. Uh, we were whatever, whatever because we're ma- obviously at the end of the day, like, we don't care, fans, yeah, right? Like, we don't really care. But at the end of the day, like you, we're talking about integrity of the game. Yeah, and uh, it's bullshit. As simple as that. For you sure. have a, you have like what four or five freaking big ass screens in front of you and you're telling me you can't freaking figure out they what don't even use it, I think. or onside is like, I don't even think they really used it the VAR process the whole point they called it human error huh the whole point of implementing VAR is to fix human error yeah so it's a VAR error as well so it's it's incompetent piece of trash that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> like okay like for me the whole point of VAR was the like penalties are questionable we all know that it's, that's just um, like Red cards, questionable. We all know that, right? There's so much gray area there. There. But, but for offsides, yeah. it should be clear cut. It's clear. It's, the game is fast. Yeah. So an offside will be made on air. Like, I wouldn't blame the linesman for calling it offside if that was instant. Yeah, that's right? true. So either... Now, the problem with that is also you, you could have like an umpire situation where it's a clear strike ball that was a clear offside and you don't call it, right? Which is why everybody says Manchester United or any Barcelona, whatever shit happened there. Um, which reminds me, you have to get into the Barcelona stuff. I forgot to not on the board. Um, yeah, like the whole point is to clear the VAR. Now, obviously, now how much of it is us being Man United fans, but that Granacho offside against Arsenal, like, was that legit drawn lines properly? Because you kind of suspected it without being biased. But now you could be, you could have been slightly biased towards it. I could it. be slightly, like, that one was at least done through the process, right? Yeah. This one wasn't even done through the process. And I think a similar thing happened last year. Where they didn't draw the lines in an Arsenal game, I think it was. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know what game it was, but yeah, similar yeah. situation happened last year. Then there, there's issues with that, right? And then there's issues with 
the red call, red card. Now the red card that was given to Curtis Jones, yeah, was was the same thing as Casemiro. Now, granted, as a Man United fan, I don't care if Liverpool fans compa- uh, complain because we had to go through that last year, right? Yeah, it was similar to Casemiro last but year. But that doesn't make that situation from last year, as Mark Goldbridge put it out perfectly, that this isn't right, right either. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, like yes, as Manchester United fans, we hear fans complaining that we should feel bad. No, we don't feel bad in that sense because we literally went through it. But in terms of the integrity of the game, like you mentioned, um, that yeah. was not, in our opinion, it's not a red card. Because now, to our cousin's point, who hates Manchester United, um, the slow mo freeze frame makes everything look bad. It does. It genu- genuinely because does. If you're freeze framing the sh- uh, the studs on the shin like this, those on YouTube watching, uh, oh sorry, those on audio, just check on YouTube what I'm doing. Like this is the this is it. This is the studs. My three fingers right here, and you're going like this, and you freeze it right there. Yeah, that's gonna look bad. It like, looks disgusting. At the end <laughs> of the day, like we're playing a uh, soccer league game, and the guy who runs it, who kind of is chill with us now, was saying that like, yeah, the, he didn't see it properly, but then when he saw the freeze frame, it looked bad. But I'm like, yeah, that's the freeze frame. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it went over the ball, so the ball's like right here. The foot skid and then hit him. The same thing with Castle. He got ball first. Exactly. That's right? what pisses me off. So right? now. Yeah, if you're looking at the freeze frame way, then it's bullshit. But then everything else should be a red card. Like everything else. Okay, let's be real. Like, there's so many things that happen in the game where, like, if you just get the perfect picture, it looks ugly. Yeah, no, 100%. It's like Phil Jones' face type of thing, right? It's the same thing here. You know, remember the Mark Goldbridge um, uh, goal line technology FIFA clip? Yeah, where yeah. it was frozen on the, like it, it was, was frozen goal, on the line, right? Right, and then the next play was like that, right? It went in. It went in. It's the same kind of vibe yeah, here, yeah, yeah. a little, little flipped on the timing. Though, it's, that's just, it. it's just genuinely like pictures. Just yeah, they just make it worse because uh, I could freaking uh, like I could do the same thing, right? Like I could barely graze you, but it will just catch the moment where I touched you barely. Yeah, and it will make it look like oh yeah, this guy, you know, deserves a red card, and then, uh, whereas he actually don't. On top of that, like the yellow cards for the early time wasting, and like that all is annoying. We check out the Peter Galinda podcast. He touched based on that. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of wrong with the VAR situation. Um, something needs to be clear cut about it, or just go back to the normal way. And the normal way is gonna cause issues again because people are gonna accuse teams of oh they're favoring this team, yeah, aka yeah. Manchester United fan. But yeah, no, that's the VAR thing. That's VAR. Um, um, that was egregious. That was massive. That we need to talk about now. Liverpool fans suck to suck. Yeah. <laughs> but, because uh, obviously they went down to nine men eventually. They the second one now. was, a, I don't know if the first one was a yellow, but the I second one d- definitely deserved the a yellow. The second one, it was the which second resulted in the red. And Jotas. unfortunately, Matip <laughs> scored a known goal. And uh, Tottenham won. Because when that red card happened, I think Liverpool would have been up one nothing. What, the Luis Diaz one? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they would have been, been up one nothing. Yeah. I don't think Sun scored. I don't think they, I think they would have been up. Sun scored after that. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's it. Like that's the VAR rant. Um, as for the teams, very quickly that on that was the biggest game, which got ruined by VAR. Um, Man United lost. Arsenal won. Man City lost. Yeah, that's the big that's one. That's a big one. Who cares about Man United? We'll figure out Champions League next week. But, um, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Should we just go to Barca one? Or is there Champions League back this Champions weekend League's as back. well? Let's see, let me see the big matchup for that. Obviously, we know which matchup is going to be the biggest. It's, it's that Group F. That Group F, I think, is... So, United, Galatasaray, we don't need to go into too much. Yeah. Hopefully, we win. Uh, don't trust us, though. Uh, Napoli, Real Madrid. Is it going to be a big game in general on paper? Yes, yeah, yeah. there's no more Kim and Jay, but... That's a big game for sure. 
And uh, so that's on Tuesday. When Newcastle, PSG, Dortmund, and Milan. And yeah, that's it. That's those, it. For those are the big ones because the city's playing Leipzig and then Porto, Barca. So, but Barcelona situation. Um, because like all of us randomly saw reports of like, who should Man United take from Barcelona or like the meme of Eric ten Hag finding the contract, rip the ripped co- shredded contract, and how to make paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, that meme came up. Um, I'm gonna try to pull it up exactly here. Essentially, there's a bribery issue going on apparently from 09. Now, the first part of that is Barcelona. So Barcelona have charged, been charged with suspected by bribery. So it's allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Payments for payments worth more than seven million euros made to companies linked to the former vice president of refereeing committee, Jose Maria Enriquez. I don't want to say this word because it might sound like the answer, <laughs> but yeah. Some Spanish Don. Nigeria, I'm going to just say it like that. <laughs> Some Spanish Don, right? Yeah. Judicial sources have told Spanish news agency, former Barcelona president, Josep Maria Bortimo, who was no longer there. Yeah. And Sandra Rosell also stand accused of the same charges as do Nigeria and his son, Javier Enriquez Romero. And obviously people know the situation with the whole Chelsea um, Barca game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dis- dis- disgrace game the, from Drogba. The disgrace game, yeah. Uh, Which I think ultimately led Barca to go to the final and beat United. Uh, now, now that you mention it, I want to watch the highlights after the game. Too I watched, I, I, when I heard about this, I went back to watch the highlights because that's when I was a casual soccer fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to watch that game and I saw, like, okay, there, yeah, there are gonna, I want to watch the highlights after this. No, watch it. Trust me. It, there were certain moments where you're like, what the hell? Because just Chelsea just was winning myself. that game. But yeah, no. It was the second leg. Uh, Barca, you cheating bastards! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a Barcelona supporter as well. Allegedly, like, well, not United first, but Barcelona. Allegedly, fans. right? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's, it doesn't look, look good. Okay, so here's good. my question to you: It doesn't look good. Messi stole the goal. <laughs> See, now that's gonna be the problem. Every Ronaldo fan and Messi hater is gonna taint it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for that. Um, I don't know how much Pep was involved, but if Barcelona and Manchester City are found guilty for their cheating, bribery, match fixing, I don't know where Ma- this is. A, by the way, Man United beat writers. So that's why it's little yeah, like yeah. That. That's why Man City. Um, fi- financial because Man City has 115 charges allegedly. Allegedly, uh, match fixing. I love that word. Right Alle- allegedly, <laughs> just keep our asses covered. <laughs> just, just say the word allegedly, allegedly, even though it might not be alleged, it might be fully true. Allegedly, um, financial doping charges and corruption. Pep Guardiola's legacy as a manager is absolutely finished. 29 trophies, including two trebles, would be 100% void. Let that sink in. Now, this is from a Manchester United writer. Now, as Manchester United fans, and I've talked to non-Manchester United fans, I think our cousins and family agree that Fergie is the GOAT no matter what, right? He's Th- still the is, GOAT. This is, this, not, is this is without all of this. This is not allegedly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. This is Fergie's the GOAT. Fergie's the GOAT. Ferguson's the GOAT. Ferguson's still the GOAT. This might confirm it even more. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because our family has said themselves, I believe, that Ferguson is the GOAT. I mean, our, our Sir Alex Ferguson tormented Arsenal, right? That's why, that's our, why they all that's hate why us. That's, and uh, obviously Liverpool and Tottenham, who are Chelsea. Like, Ferguson has done it for, like, what, 20-plus years Yeah. as a coach. Same team. like Same team. Yeah. But, yeah, let me just see if I have, there's any more details. But that's this is insane because they had, like... They had Brokelona memes going on after him. Now they have bribery cases. Like, people thought they were getting favored by the ref. But now you have a legit bribe, legit alleged case, bribery yeah. case. Uh, and yeah, um, a disgrace game might actually be, you know, legit disgrace game. 
Yeah, and back then there was no VAR. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, but moving on to quick fire, unless you see anything else, so I'll just get it started. The uh, San Francisco Giants have missed the playoffs. Okay, so again, keep a reminder that MLB recap. Yeah, pod like a is proper one tomorrow. There's just a couple like yeah. little news here. We'll bring this up then probably. Yeah, too. Gabe Kapler, San Francisco Giants manager, has been fired. Uh, Giants choked near the last month in September and uh, missed the playoffs to the point that the San Diego Padres finished ahead of them and broke Bri Barlona is back. <laughs> if okay, this is just randomly on Google. Yeah. If found guilty, the sentences for the individuals could be between three and six years in prison. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona, Barcelona could be suspended from trading as a professional football club. So, which means that's why the the thing of like who should Barcelona get or Man United get from Barcelona, yeah, aka yeah. Frankie De Jong, or like maybe Gundogan goes back to City, yeah, stuff like that. Um, suspended from which would uh, likely plunge the 124 year old club from entity into bankruptcy because they're already uh, broke, broke as it is. But yeah, that's so insane. One of the biggest insane. clubs in the world, arguably, what next to Manchester United and Real Madrid could be finished. Could be finished. All right, so let's get away from that now. Yeah, no, I have to say and, that. Uh, that was hilarious. Yeah, so Gabe Kapler, <laughs> jail time. Jail time. Gabe Kapler has been fired. Jail, um, Gail, Gail, uh, sorry, Gabe Kapler will not get jail time. Yeah, Gabe Kapler is not getting jail time, but. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, San Francisco, very quickly, we're going to talk about in the season uh, recap whether disappointments, since this is one of the teams. Obviously, after having a 100-plus win year winning the division. They lost they Brandon Belt to yeah. injury. And then he, to the Blue Jays. The, uh, to the Blue Jays. Kevin Gosman was signed with the Blue Jays. And uh, they were an old team one day. Like, that was their last hurrah, in my opinion. And then it sucks that it, the Korea shit happened for them. Yeah, that's they true. They were supposed to get judged, and they announced that. Not dumb, but I think it was... It was so close. I think it was John Morosi or someone, or John Heyman or whoever, insider, uh, announced judge to the, the Giants, Giants. Yeah, but that yeah. didn't happen. But yeah, no, uh, it sucks. I think Kapler wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He could be a guy that will get picked up. Like We could probably talk about under season recap who else might get fired. And listen, we don't know shit about the MLB outside of the Blue Jays. No, sorry, we know stuff about the MLB. We don't know about the how good the managers are, to be yeah, exact. Yeah, that's true. And how good the bench bosses are. But in a situation like this, we know how good Kapler is. He's pretty decent. Like, he was in the race for a bit this year, too, until late choke. And he was in the in it for a bit in the beginning of the year to, like, the All-Star break. I think he was in a wild card spot for the most part. Yeah, they were in it. Like, they the Dodgers ran away with it after the wild card. Oh, like Sorry, the division. after the You're talking about division. Yeah, division. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, it was there. Like they Arizona there. was there. Dodgers ran away ran away with that after, after the All-Star. All-Star yeah. yeah. And then uh, September just wasn't a good yeah. month for him. So Kapler Kapler could get uh, hired by spots that might fire people. For example, Angels, depending on what yeah. to do with Otani. Um Buck Showalter is gone, so maybe the Mets get him. Yeah. So there's stuff like that, right? Uh, so all right. A Mo- little bit more baseball news here. Okay, let's get. Is let's this go back. No, no. Let's yeah. Back to our VAR discussion. Back to our NFL. This, <laughs> this is straight discussion. human error. All right. Angel Hernandez. Okay. So I did not know how bad Angel Hernandez, who he was by name. I knew Umps messed the hell up. Until that day when we watched it in my room, the highlights of how bad he messed up the Phillies, Bryce Harper thing. So Angel Hernandez, known baseball empire, known scam artist, I guess you could say. Yeah, right. If you want to talk about match fixing, this guy has to be tested. 100%. There's no, you cannot deny okay. me. Because, listen, before you go, let me finish <laughs> this up. All right? <laughs> After seeing that, go, Google, Phillies, um... Sorry, Bryce Harper, Angel Hernandez, 
from last week. Like all you gotta do is type in yeah. uh, uh, ejection, Bryce Harper ejection, Angel Hernandez on YouTube. Google it. Whatever you wanna do, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Essentially, Bryce Harper got struck out on a check swing that was not clearly not a swing. That was not a swing, right? So non-baseball fans that are watching this, a check swing means that like okay, you're you about to, to swing. You but guys have to watch this on the YouTube audio listeners. But if I have my bat up here, I'm just doing it right now. And if you go like half, just below, uh, under half of the base, right? That yeah. is deemed a non-swing because you checked your swing. But if you go literally past like this, then it's deemed a swing. So it's basically if you go past a plate. Yeah, right? essentially, right? And the, then on the third, depending on which battery If you you're are, left-handed in the third base, the third base looks at which you. was Adel Hernandez, and he called it a swing, and Bryce Harper just absolutely... Bryce Harper's lefty? Yeah, Bryce Harper's lefty. Oh, yeah, I thought he was lefty. And uh, absolutely just shot on Adel Hernandez. Yeah, so his helmet in the crowd and then and so Sportsnet and TS, I think it was Sportsnet, yeah, put up like a bunch of clips of him messing up. And little do I know, I didn't know he existed <laughs> in the nineties, nineties as well. So there were plays messed up there. You could just, and then, you know, the worst part about all this is, and I, I listened to Rich Eisen react to this. Rich Eisen shout out, uh, we could check his shit out on YouTube as well. I don't know if I should not say it like that. Check his stuff out. On YouTube <laughs> check his well. stuff out. <laughs> he's a he's a good um sports guy. Like yeah. um. Uh, sports uh, anchor whatever the thing is right breakdown guide Rich Eisen show you can check it on on YouTube um, not promoted the, um, the he was like yelling he's like how is this guy still in the league right. and then he's yeah. like, and he said this exactly and I agree with it and it doesn't look like he, he makes a mistake like, you don't see an apology after or anything like that it's just like, he just smirks he, just he messes it up he just looks at him like yeah yeah, face, yeah yeah get out he's like yeah, it's like it's, that, that's what it it's is. like you know he's doing it on purpose and making yeah. a show about him, and that's what he's doing. He's literally making it about him, not the players, not the coaches, not the you, game itself. You know you're a shit umpire if I know your name. Exactly. I don't know any other umpire in the name. There was except one, for Angel Hernandez. And then you know, uh, well, NBA you kind of knew one or two of them, but yeah, but those but, guys are like decent refs too, right? Yeah. But Scott ben Foster, Ta- <laughs> Scott Foster, Ben Taylor, and yeah. Uh, One no, guy did so get a retire because he thought he was going to get shit. I don't remember the Lakers Celtics, but hey, that's a different story. But no, yeah, like, there's, I know there's one more that's bad, but when you look at Angel Hernandez's game reports, it's insane. It's insane, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> our family's someone in the background. I was so confused with the lights. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, worry, it's not a ghost. But it's, a, it's wild because I forgot I lost my train of thought now, too. You know his name and you know he's bad. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, I'm just saying, okay, yeah, this was what I'm saying. Um, his game logs just like, yeah. Uh, like 80%. Uh, now, what, what's the thing called again? Like, after, like, the report? Oh, the, in the NBA? Like yeah. The two-minute report? The last two-minute yeah, report? Like, yeah, the refs messed up. And then the VAR thing, yeah. the same thing, too, like, for Liverpool. Yeah, this is a de- genuine ref error. This guy probably gets that every game. Or at, at least every, every... ref has it every game. And no, the, no, like, like, the comment that, yo, this guy messed up. Oh, yeah, like, they yeah. Put that becomes public. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, like, 80% accuracy is horrible when it comes to a game like baseball at the end of the day. Because yeah. uh, I hope this guy isn't refing any Blue Jays games. Better we'll not be any Blue Jays playoff game, um, yeah. Playoffs, by the way, start for MLB on Tuesday. So that's why, we're, we're, like I said, check out that whole uh, But moving preview. on to boxing, we have a fight. Screw you, Angel Hernandez. <laughs> he pissed off at the moment. Okay. <laughs> okay, boxing. Yeah, boxing. Um, Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo, right? It's exactly what we predicted. Um, what we predicted on Thursday's episode literally happened. Unanimous decision. 
Jamal Charlo got dominated. He was there to survive. Two weight classes up. Um, Canelo looked different, though. Canelo... Kind of looked like a beast. Yeah, like, post-fight, swearing in English and everything. Spoke did a English, whole English yeah. uh, interview. We'll see what happens next. He said his next fight will be Cinco de Mayo. But, yeah, the fight was literally, he just dominated. The knockdown, yes, maybe Canelo did not clean knock him down, but he hit him hard enough that Jermel wanted a break. But, yeah, um, Jermel tested it out. Shout out to him. He, he did it. Um, but, you know, it's a sport that, you know, you can't be too proud of if you lose. But he did call out Terrence Crawford, and I think Terrence Crawford will kick his ass, personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, because, like, how good Terrence Crawford looked against Terrence Crawford fans. looked good, yeah. Um, who knows what happens with that, but I do want to see Canelo-Terrence uh, Crawford fight. That's true. I just do. Yeah. Especially this uh, Canelo. Cause this Canelo. Uh, now, I don't want a situation where one of them has to go down and wait and yeah, yeah. themselves, like Ryan Garcia, or one of them go up and wait, like Jermel Charles. Like, I want a middle ground wait. I don't know they're... I don't know whatever weight they each are. Just meet in the middle. Yeah, just, just meet fight. in the middle, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be for the belts. Just fight. Just fight. <laughs> Simple just, as that. Just fight. That will be the true determination of pound for pound. The and then if Canelo wins that, then he should but go the only up reason and fight Usyk. The only uh, reason like Fury. one person goes up, obviously, <laughs> well, is... Fury is um, the only reason one person goes up and down in weight class is to defend the belts. Yeah, but so yeah. don't defend the belts. Do what Garcia um, and uh, Ryan... Uh, sorry, Tank and Garcia did. Essentially, that's what it was. A catchweight fight. That's what they call it. That's what it was? Yeah, it's called a catchweight fight. So that way, it's not like a, at a bantamweight, or sorry, well, this because that's bantamweight, like, like a welterweight or um, middleweight or whatever. It is, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. Just catchweight, something like that, just make get it going. But who knows? I'm do I'm down to see Jermel Charlo versus Terrence Crawford. I think it'll be still be a decent fight, but Terrence Crawford was an animal. That's all I gotta he say. He is. Right? Like, he, he kills it. So speaking of boxing, yo, we got some big news, and I hope it's true. That's Us- the key thing. I hope it's true because they said it's signed. Usyk. The difference between what happened with... Yeah, not, yeah. I know you're alluding to U- it. Difference <laughs> between <laughs> what happened between the original... Um, yeah, Spence, yeah, Spence and Crawford. Crawford fight was agreed. But, but yeah. Usyk and Fury have signed the contracts for probably... Uh, Undisputed heavyweight title fight happening in December yeah. or who's gonna, who's, February. Who's going to determine the best heavyweight? The bout could place take place in December 23 or sometime in January, according to ESPN's Mike Coppinger. Um, now, December might be a little too quick. Now, we're assuming Fury is going to beat, which, by the way, the fight's this month. This month, right, Naganu. yeah. But, like I said, I think Fury knocks Naganu out uh, or out literally just outboxes the hell out of him. Because I don't, I don't know. It's not... It is not a professional fight. It's not an exhibition, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think so. But, but yeah, if this is true, it's back on. It's signed, apparently. Fury tweeted, or Instagram, or no, tweeted it and Instagram posted it. I don't know. It says signed. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, let's see. Like, obviously, in our heads, Fury should probably win that fight, just because. But I'm not going to count on Usyk. But it is. Like, finally, we've got two undefeated guys again, like Wilder Fury. Uh, go at it and defend uh, go for all the belts. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, well, now, to be honest, belt. Usyk also had a controversial win last fight against yeah, Dubois. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, he did. But right now, I don't care. These guys should fight. This is the next big fight now. In heavyweight, yeah. In general. In general, it? yeah. Probably is in general. Except for like the Canelo. Yeah. <laughs> um, in general, yeah. This is probably the next big fight. Like Spence Crawford level. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of the lightweights because that's the stock division. I don't uh, think anything is gonna happen that that. It should have been Haney and Shakur, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the only one. But last quick bit of quick fire news: WNBA finals are set. 
and whoever does follow the WNBA a little bit, uh, it's no surprise what the finals are, which is the Vegas Aces versus the New York Liberty. Yeah, so on one side, you have the defending champions and uh, the Aces who have led by Asia Wilson, uh, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Kelsey, uh, yeah, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. And I forgot who they had the six men of the year or women of the year. I forgot who it was. But uh, obviously, we didn't really watch the WNBA much, but we knew it from the beginning. We this knew was this the was the final. Because yeah. the Liberty has Sabrina Ionescu, who's like the Devin Booker of that team. Yeah. John Quell Jones wanted to get traded there. Brianna Stewart, who won MVP, went there. The only other person really to come back from an Achilles injury. Courtney Vandersloot. Courtney Vla- Vandersloot like, is like the CP3 slash CP3, whatever, yeah, yeah. The playmaker of the WNBA. So it's a stacked match, I think. Um, on one side, you have Becky Hammond, obviously, coaching on the Aces. And Commissioner's Cup winners were... Uh, was Liberty. Liberty. They beat the Aces. So, there's that. And, yeah, I, I might tune in for sure. Like, obviously, I can. I do think it's... I just I, wanted to wait for the final. If this was the final, great. Like, let's just watch I, it. I think... I do think it's Liberty is the better team, in my opinion, still. I think they had the slight edge. I'm giving it to the Aces a little you bit. You're giving it to the Aces? I think, I think Stewart is the best player. In general, in that league, Brianna Stewart. Uh, I think even, uh, even it's a debate. Be. You can't say it's just. I, but I think it's Stewart. I think it might be Asia. Uh, yeah. And uh, the fact that you probably got the, the best center in the league, John Carl Jones, who carried the the Connecticut Sun the last few years in the playoffs, and getting that traded done, uh, really just you know I think sets them apart. I yeah. think they have the. I think they have the. Yeah, Vegas has uh, the more uh, continuity. But I think Liberty has more star power. Yeah, I mean, I I think Asia and Brianna Stewart are neck and neck. Like they're, I don't think it's clearly each. Yeah, no, I'm each. But I'm own. giving the edge to Stewart. I I'm giving the edge to Asia a little bit, but yeah, because I know Brianna could stretch the floor and Asia can't that way. But like Asia defensively and rebounding wise is a monster from what what I'm, what I, from what I have seen. Um, but yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, Team USA Women's Basketball is um, dominant, more dominant than men's one now uh, in yeah, terms I of guess, their, and their yeah. gender because you literally have the two best. Yeah, yeah. Three points upon a time, the two goats. Insane. And yeah. And but Chuck and Paige Beckers and Caitlin Clark. So let's just go with this. I'm going with the Aces. You're going with... I'm going with Liberty. Liberty. It's a five, best out of five, right? Yeah. yeah I, I could see being a five gamer. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully I could tune into some depending on the times. Yeah, they play at random times, right? Just a five or seven, five-ish. Yeah. No, no, I'm down to actually tune on this one. This one yeah, this one. This, this okay, one one. I'll be honest with you. I did not pay attention to WNBA, but I knew this much that like I didn't need to because I knew what the finals were. All I knew is what's we, we, everybody, everybody knew what the finals were. All I knew was Aaliyah Boston killed it as a rookie, and yeah. these two were the best teams. And these two and were the best teams. I think overall best team in the regular season was um, Aces. Aces, yeah. So let's see, can they run it back, back to back, and we'll go from there? Speaking of the WNBA, let's get to the NBA and. We got another trade that we anticipated to happen. Drew Holiday. Yeah, they find they flipped him. Not finally, because they the trade happened pretty quick, and um, I'm pissed. We <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm pissed as, a, as a Laker fan, I'm pissed. As but a, as a guy who were analyzing the trade market for Drew Holiday, Boston Celtics got a big W. Yeah, that's that is for sure. Two picks. I think it was Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, who's injury prone. Both of them are injury prone. Yeah. And two first round picks, good good return for Portland, and uh, yeah, Drew Holiday. We were saying if Celtics find a way to get a point guard, uh, they could they could be up there in the Bucks. 
and obviously Drew Holiday was available and that point guard is absolutely insane because he could handle the ball and he could defend like crazy. Yeah, so um when we were looking back at it, we'll get into our winners or losers for other teams again very quickly, not as much as the name talk, but um off the bat we said Celtics, off the bat we said the Heat and off the bat we said the Clippers, right? And I know we threw Dallas in there, but I think that was my fourth option. Yeah, yeah. In I terms of where that. Drew fits well and could help a contender. Celtics was number one place. Because these three teams... Okay, well, Miami Heat weren't contenders, yep. but they were a team that could kind of... Miami con- Heat needed to make With that move. culture... Now, I get it. Heat culture gets thrown around a lot, but with Drew Holiday, and I was saying Buddy Heald added to it as well. Keep that in mind. But with the Clippers, as long as we're healthy in the Celtics, they were definitely contenders, right? And because um, before this trade, we it was easy bucks... NBA title favorites. Easy bucks coming out of the East for me. I did think the Celtics were the only team to give them uh, competition. competition without Drew Holiday. Without Drew Holiday. Without Drew Holiday. But that's competition like making it a 4 now, series. Now is could, a debate on who's coming out They could out come the out of the East. Now is a big debate. And then everybody else is back there. We'll talk about Miami and the Sixers in a second. But it's easily by far these two teams, the favorites out of the East. And you could or even argue to win it all. I know you have the Suns, you have the Lakers, you have the Nuggets, right? Um, those are the five on the top of my head I could think of that are like the yeah, favorites to win it all. Uh, we'll do our NBA coverage. Then they put probably throw in Warriors as like a six. Yeah, yeah but like they're not. I don't. As like a outside looking at. Yeah, like but the five I think elite teams are. But those. yeah, the five you said I agree with. I think they're, they're they are the five best teams. Okay, now it might change because we're gonna dissect the trade because Malcolm Brogdon could still be a piece somewhere. Um, which is you're probably going to elude what I'm going to say but in terms of the trade package finally the uh, Trailblazers got something right right now don't get me wrong maybe the best offer for the Dame one was that one eventually but I was just underwhelmed by the picks I wasn't underwhelmed by like the players and flipping Drew Holiday I was just underwhelmed by they only got one pick out of it like a clear cut pick not not a swap right thing but in this one like you said they got two an unprotected 29 I believe and another pick next year's I believe um, from yeah. the Celtics and then on top of that you got Malcolm Brogdon who you could flip which we'll talk about in a second and Robert Williams and now so this is what their depth looks like as good as a injury prone Robert Williams is he is a defensive anchor like he's he's, the, a beast. he's elite he's, he runs everywhere he's a shot blocker he was a big reason why the Celtics were a big defensive monster they lose that a little bit on the rim protecting side and I get it kind of, uh, Porzingis is there but he ain't Robert Williams. Robert Williams is a better defender. Better defender in that sense, but you replace that with uh, Drew Holiday, arguably a the perimer- best perimeter defender. A perimeter lockdown. At least guard defender in the league. Yeah. Now, I disagree with this take. I don't know how much you agree with it. Uh, I think it was NB on ESPN posted this, that uh, Mark, the Celtics name from Marcus Smart to Drew Holiday was a mirror picture. I, I disagree with that. I think Drew Holiday's upgrade. I think Drew, is like, it was like when we were having that debate of Bledsoe and Drew Holiday the one Yeah, time. I didn't think it was a much bigger upgrade, but yeah. This one's a bigger upgrade. I think that this one's more closer than the, that debate we that, were having. That one, this one's closer. This one's much closer, yeah. but Drew the, the, the fact that Drew Holiday, I think, is a better ball handler and a better shooter as well. Yeah. Now, Marcus Smart has his moments of getting hot. He improved shooting. His shooting, but I think Drew Holiday, I, in that like, sense... Not even that, not even shooting, just... An offensive player overall. And the way Drew Holiday plays defense, I prefer it more because Marcus Smart pisses you off when he plays defense. <laughs> just because, like, the antics at times, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas Drew Holiday just does his business. Yeah. Now, that's like, that's just a fan thing. Not that's a whole a different thing. thing. But, no, I, I think this is a major upgrade overall. Um, 
not from Marcus Smart. I'm just thinking like culture wise and everything. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna get him having an issue with the refs like you do with Marcus Smart getting into fights. But yeah, I think this is an upgrade. This is not a mirror looking in the mirror thing for me. This is a guy who for those people that this think is a this guy is a who's a, just a solid veteran who could lock down. He could, I believe, is a better offensive player, better ball handler than Marcus Marcus Smart because Drew Holiday could create his own shot as well, right? Yeah. From anywhere, and uh, defensively, like I said, lockdown. A man who's experienced, won it all, and uh, just a guy, a good guy to have in the locker room. He yeah, does. He fills out everything. This that, is this, everything Celtics needed. He fills out. This is the, like the Bucks thing, right? The Bucks upgraded with Dame. Yes, they downgrade defensively, but the bucket this upgrade. Is, they upgrade. It's a major upgrade because you have other people around. They upgrade. Them. Yeah, the overall upgrade. Then on now, it's like Dame greater than Drew, greater than Smart in this case, right? Like that's yeah, how yeah. it is. And yeah, no. Let's talk about it for a second. The lineup right now is. You have two options because the, the, obviously the background depth is going to be there. Yeah, because you the have, depth issues are there. Depth but issues it doesn't matter too much in basketball. Depth issue is there for it's, the Bucks. You as have well. two options in the lineups. You have yeah. Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Chris Dapps. I like that one better. And your second option, because in that case, because for you, is Derek Way will come off the bench. And yeah, who I was like, defensive I, player? The, uh, all defensive, I think he made it, or he was in conversations I'll, at least. I don't know. I like going big first. And then you have the second option is. Um, Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Porzingis. But I think they'll start Horford. I think Horford is a better... I think Derek White is better off the bench. Yeah, so that team... Now, take that on. It is... Now, this lineup... I think this lineup is a little bit deeper. The Bucks, I think, are a little bit deeper. But it is... Um, Dame. Dame, Middleton, Giannis, Crowder, Brook. Or you go Dame, Malik, Middleton, Giannis, Brook. As well, like th- those are the two options I saw. Bobby Portis, he's off the bench. Off I, don't the bench yeah. I don't think he's gonna. They might go Twin Towers when they need to, but yeah. at the end of the day, they're stretch. The, both teams have a stretch big that could rim protect. Yeah, right. Like Al Horford might not be a crazy three point shooter, but he could still rim protect a little. Bit. Oh, sorry, Zingas. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm saying he could um, stretch the floor more than Robert Williams could. Yeah, right? yeah, and uh, yeah. Though in this case, it's um, it's right now it's a toss up on the top of my head. But if I were to pick a lineup. I'm. It's tough. Like I, I might lean in just because the depth of Bucks is slightly better, and Giannis right now is a superstar. I think Jason Tatum hasn't has to still emerge as that superstar. I don't class him at a superstar yet, but he's just right there. Like and this might be his opportunity. Is he? He's not. Is he? He's not a tier one player in your eyes. Like he's half a tier below. That's like half list. a tier below. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. Like I wouldn't say he's tier one. Like like tier like one is Giannis, Giannis, Kawhi when he's healthy, LeBron, Curry, Curry. Like that's tier one. He's in that tier with Jimmy Butler, for example, or even like healthy Anthony Davis. Like that's Damian Lillard. I think that's where I would put him. Yeah, but he's at the top. But of that. I think he's at he's at the very top he's of that. At the very looking top in, of that. like yeah. looking into it, because I could argue. Like I know there's a debate, and we're not gonna get into this today. But like Luca and him are like in that same area. Yeah, yeah they're in the same that's area. That's what I'm I saying. I agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that. Oh, okay. I thought you're gonna be like, no, Luca's. I love Luca. I'll be honest with you, but like Tatum has really took us. Yeah. steps forward these last few years like I think Tatum will be a superstar for sure but I also love Tatum he's too. just like the outside looking in which sucks because I love Drew Holiday and he's a freaking Celtic I love Kawhi Leonard and he's a freaking Clipper like yeah. I hate this but yeah no like if we if you were to pick a seven game series because we all know this should be on paper the conference finals who are yes. you going with right now early paper I just I don't know I just feel like when it comes to star power for the Celtics at the end of the day is Tatum Right, Brown. You have Brown's, question marks. Brown's question mark. And Drew Holiday offensively has question marks. He does. 
Yeah, that, that is true. At times, uh, he struggled in the playoffs as well. Both teams' defense will be sick. Yeah, but both teams' defense will be sick. I just think the clutch ability of Damian Lillard, especially in a winning environment, with Giannis, I think that star power is too much. To and handle. guess what? Who was Giannis' second option before Dame? Drew Holiday? No, the other guy. Right. Who's on the team Middleton? right now? Middleton? Yeah, and he was clutch usually at times too. Yeah, yeah. He was the closeout guy at the end of the day. Like It was not Giannis. Like Giannis, 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 because the, Giannis Now, to your point, it's Dame. I'm agreeing with you, it's Dame, and you have a secondary option in Chris Middleton who has done it before. Yeah. So like if Dame gets double teamed, you have Giannis maybe under... And you have Chris Middleton wide open as or well. Or Brooke Lopez as well. So, yeah, I'm leaning towards the Bucks right now. Same. But it's like a seven-gamer. Like, both teams' defense... Like, I think the Celtics might have the best defense in the league now. That's what I Yeah, lead, both teams' defense are good. I just feel like the the players that the Bucks have uh, could beat that defense. And Giannis is now more... Whereas, whereas you know, if Tatum gets clamped, I don't see Boston winning. Whereas, if Giannis gets clamped, Lillard could carry. Where Lillard gets clamped, uh, clamped Giannis could carry. Yeah. Whereas if Tatum gets shut down, which he's happened, you know, a few times. Yeah, because y- now you have like Giannis could still and Middleton could still defend Tatum at the end of the day, right? Like, like they could be yeah. the primary defender on them. Yeah, that's true. And it's not like it's someone like Jimmy Butler might be a little bit smaller on that or Bam. Whereas these guys have it. Um, before we go to our winner or loser, let's talk Portland because they finally did something right in my opinion here. Out of all the trades I've seen them made in recent history, um, as much as I don't hate that. Original Dame trade. I just hated the. Picks it's the right it. thing. It's the right. They did it right. They did the right job. Yeah, because like right. I wanted to see what this package looked yeah. like, and they killed it. They did the package. right thing, right? Overall, so they did their final job. tally on the trade, first of all, is get they get DeAndre Ayton from the Suns. Yeah. They add Robert Williams. Yeah. They add Malcolm Brogdon, who will get flipped, and we'll get ta- into that again in a second. They added a pick, the second rounder guy, in Tamani Kamara. They added three first round picks, twenty twenty four Golden State top four protected though, twenty twenty nine Bucks. And and Celtics unprotected and then they got pick right swaps for 28 and 30 Milwaukee's right so yeah the picks are a little bit later on but who knows what happens till then um, again that's like smart I, to pick it later on in a way why yeah, would you, why would you sure. have it now no for sure why would you want this year's pick but I'm just saying you still want yeah. picks in general yeah, no, but like, that you could use to convey. you could use but, but like, if you were to pick a pick you know yeah. they could be shit by then so this is what their depth chart looks like right now because this team ain't gonna go far I think they'll be one of the worst teams yeah 100% but they'll be fun they'll be the team that you say fun to watch like the Colts for example yeah, yeah. and Houston right right now your lineup is ha- uh, Scoot Henderson and Freddie Simons and they have options on the way yeah. they want to go because Jeremy Grant in my opinion will get traded just, the say, just say the starting five okay so right now this is based on this page whoever has it yeah. is Scoot Henderson uh, Anthony Simons Jeremy Grant Robert Williams and uh, DeAndre Ayton with Shaden Sharp off the bench which off the bench of Malcolm Brogdon which I, again I think will get flipped but assume yeah, he's yeah, there yeah. Shaden Sharp Matisse Thibault Jairus Walker no that's, it might be a different Walker because Jairus Walker it might be no I think the hook. Uh, we'll just we'll leave it there. And then yeah, M yeah. Brown. Uh, Let's just say they, they they have a fun line, fun young lineup, right? Yeah. Um. And you could go different ways. Grant might get traded, right? You might start Thibault, um, put Robert Williams off the bench. DeAndre Ayton could excel and don't be pressured to rim protect all the time, but he still should be. But listen, DeAndre Ayton's out. He wanted out. This is pressure on him. He said because at the end of the day, this might be his team for this year. I think this is Scoot's team in the future still. Oh yeah. This will be Scoot's Scoot team. That's hundred percent. Um. But yeah, so that's the the Trailblazers, and then they got stuff to worry about now. Malcolm Brogdon, let's let's get to him for a second. Now, le- like similar to Drew Holiday, I don't think 
any team should go get him because uh, listen, he's a six man of the year. More, he's more of a six man, whereas Drew Holiday yeah. is a clear cut starter. Malcolm Brogdon's injury issues aside, he is still a three and D guy. Um, pretty good defender in my opinion. He is pretty good defender. Um, but here's the thing, he's gonna probably get flipped at one point. At 100%, some point, yeah, he will. Should obvious number one spot is the Clippers now. Yeah, because I don't think the Heat get him as a different. Clippers wanted him, right? Yeah, uh, in the original trade, original um, Porzingis trade, original Porzingis trade. Yeah, yeah, and I think they could still go get him. And again, the question mark of James Harden potential three teamer could happen. But that being said, if they're getting uh, Malcolm Brogdon, which I think they're able to by getting rid of um, maybe one of their young guys, Brandon Boston Jr., right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throwing. Um, Marcus Morris's contract or whatever yeah. you want to do, they have a chance of getting him. And listen, I don't think he, he they put him, um, assuming health, because they're literally going to have the most injury-prone team That's <laughs> in true, the Clippers. Yeah. But Bogdan is injury-prone. Like, he's obviously not an upgrade of Drew Holiday, for sure. But I still think that team is good enough. You just give him a decent ball handler, they're fine. Like, Drew Holiday would have put Clippers over the top for me. Yeah. And yeah. put them in contendership. They're still a contenders as long as those I two mean, guys Westbrook are healthy. Westbrook handle ball. Yeah. So like him, he could be off the bench. You could, or you could team him up with um, Westbrook, and yeah, yeah. You could uh, get rid of Bones Highland, whoever you want, but yeah, uh, Clippers seem the best fit for me. I don't really see anywhere else. Um, Dallas, Dallas, still. just why not? And then Miami, just Miami still, but I don't think they're. Just, this it's not even. It's not even that. Just because they need to do something. <laughs> yeah, but at right. the same time, I don't think. Like then, I'll agree with you that they're the third best team if they get him. Uh, but for now, uh, I'll do my research and see when we do our NBA prediction. But yes, but Celtics and Bucks cooked. Easily. Um, top two, everyone in the East. And everyone else. So that being said, winners and losers. We already know the winners. Losers. Miami and Sixers. J- uh, Joel Embiid tweeted out. What did I show you again? Damn, these guys like, this offseason was great or something. Like that. They're, yeah, like, something like that. Referring to the Bucks and Celtics. And listen, I, I don't know how much Joel Embiid has in stake of all the drama that happens with the Sixers every year. But for the most part, you ain't helping this guy because you better hope Tyrese Maxey becomes like the next best, like a top five guard in this league. Not point guard, guard in this league. Yeah. Because that's how much you're viewing him for not getting Damian Lillard and now Drew Holiday. I still think he's worth Drew Holiday for right now. Like right now. Tyrese Maxey for Drew Holiday? Like not depending uh, on if it's like a straight up for thing. Dame 100% for Drew Holiday it's yeah. still a question mark but I'm willing to Drew Holiday I'm willing to let go of him if, if they want the if they want to they want to keep the youth right and Darius Maxey is their youth he tweeted this was this offseason was fun LMAO yeah <laughs> but yeah no like um okay yeah maybe the Drew Holiday one was a little over this mark but it depends on what else they did with it yeah Drew Holiday one I, but they I better hope if Dame if Dame was only stopped because of that then is then then they, then they messed brutal. up yeah um yeah, because you're wasting Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's on the clock because Jokic is proving that he's the best center in the game, arguably the best player in the game. Still, because Giannis, obviously, I Jokic is uh, coming into this season. Jokic is the best player in the league right now. Yeah, coming into the season, I agree with that. Yeah, but at um, end of the season, I project Giannis to be finishing off that. But yeah, like in the present day, you have pressure on you just because you won MVP. Guess what? Your counterpart, instead of winning MVP, won the championship finals MVP and finals MVP and, and cooked in the playoffs. Yeah, by the way, cooked. Cooked in the playoffs. So, and then he still has Jamal Murray. You have a disgruntled James Harden. And again, we already shared our thoughts on that. Um, so, yeah, that's loser number one. Sixers, you better hope Tyrese Maxey. I won't even say Sixers. I'm going to say Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah, he's a big loser. Yeah. But I'm talking about as a team. Yeah. Sixers, you better hope Tyrese Maxey turns into something. 
because yeah, there, and he is turning no into something. He's taking steps forward. Whereas right? you guys, like comparing to your team, the Raptors is a little bit different because you guys did not trade Scotty Warns. But I, with He's, Damon Joel still wins the championship. Damon Pascal does not right unless yeah. you added other piece to it. Yeah. Um. So that's why I'm like, okay, I get not trading Scotty for Dame. The Kevin Durant one, okay, that's still a debate. That's a debate. But yeah. you, in that sense, you gotta hope Scotty turns into he something does, for the Kevin Durant. Yeah. But this one is more worse for me. Tyrese Maxey. Flip side now. Let's look at the Heat, who are willing to give up Tyler Hero, but we're not willing to give up um, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin, really? Uh, I don't know what the offers were exactly. Probably because J Cole said so. But, but, um, he like I I get your debate of being the third best team, but I don't give a shit about that. Because it doesn't at the end matter. About yeah. the championship. Right? I mean, realistically, I don't, I don't even think you. Obviously, you messed up on Dame. Even if you had Drew, I don't think you would have had a chance against the Bucks still. Um. Yeah, no, I agree with that, but I thought they would have put up more of a fight. Like, yeah. they would have been in that Sixers, uh, sorry, the Celtics level. Then. Yeah, they, yeah, they brought in level. Drew and especially Buddy Heald. Yeah. Now you bring in Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald, I'm still not putting you near it. Yeah, you're the you third can't. best team. You're like. You're the third best team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's a different <laughs> debate. <laughs> yeah, you're the third best. <laughs> that's team. a different debate. You're ahead of Sixers. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll just stay quiet for now because I fully agree with that. But I don't care. They're in the same tier. Let's just say the same tier. Yeah. They're in the same tier. I agree with that. But yeah, that's the that's the overall Drew trade right now. Um, Trailblazers did well. They're gonna be a fun team to rebuild. Just the aftermath. They're a rebuild team in NBA 2K, as people would like to say it. Um, and Dame. Let's talk. Finish off with some Dame comments because I saw after the trade. Um, Damian Lillard officially had a, ra- a rally for him. Milwaukee had a rally for him and officially been introduced on Saturday. Yeah. And um, some reports that came out because you know how like NBA players have their own um, media person at times that yeah, they share yeah, yeah. shit to? Like, so Dames is um, Chris Haynes yeah. of Yahoo. I don't know if he's still with Yahoo. And TNT. Yeah, TNT and stuff. Like, for example, Rachel Nichols and Jimmy Butler was yeah, a big yeah. one, right? Because like that <laughs> classic. <Yeah. laughs> well, I fought them. Come on right now. Yeah, like yeah. instant. But... Um, so he, Chris Haynes reported that like because Miami was out of the picture or they weren't willing to do some stuff he wanted to go he wanted to rescind the trade request but Portland denied that rescind and, so, Portland and every right to do so every right I to do know, so yeah. I agree with that 100% because you it need to move smart. on it I think smart. it was a, and it was a smart decision it was smart like listen I understand Dame was the money maker but finally you did the right thing even if he didn't request a trade you should have still traded him yeah that's right? true right in my opinion because you were not getting anywhere now that and now Dame's happy in Milwaukee and he should be happy in Milwaukee. He, uh, Dame can't be a you know a bitch about it because <laughs> you're teaming I, up I with don't the, see him. You, I yeah. don't see him. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general like the yeah. reports were, um, and he's looks like he's fully accounted there. He gave his goodbye to um, Portland, and he did say like he might be like doing the Kyle Lowry thing, retiring as a Blazer because he's like I hope one day I have a feeling that I will retire. I'll come back as a Blazer and hopefully. You guys forgive me by then, and you know my heart won't be as broken or something like along that yeah, line. Yeah, you could check out his thing on Twitter and uh, Instagram. But yeah, uh, I found that cr- good because um, you know yeah, po- Portland still did the well. right thing because they could have easily been the owners could have been like, oh, just oh keep no, him. he's the money maker. Let's keep him and then yeah, we'll figure it out later on. Um, so good on them. Good on Portland. Good on Dame. Good on Bucks. Good on Celtics. Nine days till preseason starts. Media yeah. day is today, for a lot of teams. It's today. Yeah, uh, and the one person we won't see there is James Harden. For sure, yeah. Uh, that's the one confirmed, so we'll see. Because uh, that that situation is now the next thing. I guess you agree now, Jimmy Butler. Sorry, not Jimmy Butler. Um, Joel Embiid is the next superstar. Yeah, we already talked about that here. last pod. And uh, yeah, I think we'll just wrap it up there. And is there anything else we are missing? Uh, I don't think so, right? No. So yeah. 
yeah, make sure you guys check out our MLB p- uh, preview season recap pod that comes out tomorrow. Um, other than that, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe for more content. Um, we're trying to work on some stuff behind the scenes as well for you guys. Um, and yeah, like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you guys follow all our socials. Subs- um, download the podcast on audio platforms you guys listen to and rate it five stars if you guys enjoyed it. And other than that, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.